All right, now it's time to talk about our brand new sponsor, Peloton. Jason, ah. you're a big Peloton guy, right? I am a big Peloton fan. Everyone loves them. One of my favorite things to do is walk on treadmills. So I'm, I've been chopping at the bit for this tread. Is this real? I swear to God. Kylie and I ordered it probably a month ago. That a boy. Way to pump it up. Yeah. Well, 92 percenters, whether you're like Jason and trying to get in shape during retirement or just trying to add a new challenge to your training, spring is the best time to get started. Just in time for summer, baby. Warmer days are coming. How about that? That's right. Peloton's varying class lengths allow you to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add 10-minute core session at the end of your metrics-focused class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your goals. And there's also a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, marathon training, all created to grow your skills. Plus, Peloton Entertainment lets you work hard while you watch harder. Catch all of your favorite teams and streaming options like NBA League Pass while you power up your training. How about that? Get a head start on the summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. And I would advise getting a major head start because they are backordered. They are running out of these things. <laughs> Can't make them fast enough. Selling like hotcakes. Do you think Travis could have played quarterback in the NFL? No. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to New Heights, a Jukes original presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment. We are a show that throws a great no-look pass, <laughs> a.k.a. a show that has a lot of my homies, if you know what I'm saying, <laughs> a.k.a. a show that brings on nothing but MVP candidates, okay? We keep it up here. And uh, we are your hosts. I'm Travis Kelsey. This is my big brother, Jason Kelsey. Follow the show on all social media platforms at New Heights Show. As you can see, the guy next to me, Jason, man, you, you always do the great intros. I need, I need a big-time intro for my guy right now. Oh, yeah, here we go. I don't know if they can see him yet, but they're going to see him after this. Introducing the six foot two quarterback out of White House High School. Our guest is a four-time Pro Bowler, NFL MVP, Super Bowl champion, the guy that Travis caddies for on occasion. What? (laughs) While he's running and gunning, Travis is a-flanking. For the 15th episode, we welcome number 15, Patrick Mahomes, everyone. Wow. Let's fucking go. That was impressive. Way to break the juice, baby. I like, to, I like to say 6'2 and uh, uh, one-fourth. You know, Ooh, the hair adds a little bit, you know. All right, now. I'm just saying. Right, did the, is, did, is that the, the combine? combine? I was, that the I combine always, one? That's the combine measurement. No, I was definitely 6'2 exactly at the combine. <laughs> they just they went straight <laughs> through the hair. They went – like I had the hair up long a little bit, a little extra length, and they just – they put a little pin just straight through it and got me. That ain't right. That ain't, they got me too. I'm not 6'5". I'm 6'4 and 7 eighths. Oh, that's that. That stinks. Right I looked there. at the fucking guy like you fucking kidding me. Combine gets everybody. I thought it was six three my whole life. Get to the combine six two and five ace. Yeah, demoralizing. <laughs> well, welcome to the number one sports podcast in the world, Pat. It's an honor to have you here. How's it feel? You uh, nervous at all? You feel I'm, good? I'm extremely nervous. Not because of Travis, because of Jason and those sunglasses he's wearing. I mean, those things. How can they not intimidate you? <laughs> he put them on, man. He wears the sunglasses at night. Are you kidding me? Is it? Is it too bright right now? The lights are too bright, baby. I don't know. I I saw Pat. I saw you wear your sunglasses for the game this week, and I just I felt inspired, and I didn't have anything that cool. So I actually just went and bought them. 
uh, you watch five the, seconds ago before you came in. I the X Men, the so. Oakley Cyclopses. Yeah, man, the one that goes yeah, over. Dude, I'm like yeah. fired up about these. I can't wait. The Oakley, these things. Man, you didn't have to buy them, man. I could have got them sent out there to you. Man. <laughs> no, man, I'm, I'm a supporter. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah, look I, at that guy. <laughs> I appreciate the support right sweet, there, man. man. Those things are sweet. Well, Trav, what do we got coming up on the episode? Yeah, man, we got. I appreciate you coming through, big guy. We got. Um, this is not a traditional interview. I mean, we uh kind of said it during the Jalen thing. I'm not sure if we're even professional enough co- to conduct an interview. <laughs> uh, so this is just to be a fun huddle, man. Three dudes in the league, and um, we got some questions teed up for you. But obviously, feel free to talk about any topic here, audible any type of way. You know how? <laughs> like, uh, you know what I'm saying? No pun intended. But uh, first, Jason, we got uh we got to start with our favorite segment, man. New news. New news. Oh, oh, well, I'm not Can ready. Can you hit this us one, Pat? Not ready. New news. Not ready. All right, let's not do it ready. again. We'll do it again. Three, right. two, ready? one. New news. You know, my voice doesn't really, really, doesn't really hit that high pitch. All right, one more. It's hard. Well, it's, it takes my, a lot of my voice we'll doesn't. Do it again. I, can I go low? Can yeah, I go low? Dude, you can go wherever you want <laughs> Whatever, with this thing. Yeah, for sure. Listen, make it, make it, a, make it, Mahomesy. All right, I got you. I got you. New news. New news. New news. Hey, that was that. Yeah, he's got to stay down, down, down low. <laughs> I like that. He's a baritone. Down there in Texas, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, we just got a quick one today for the new news. So obviously, we got Pat here. And uh, we're going to take our audience behind the scenes to reveal how this came together. Um, But first of all, uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there with you guys. I really wanted to be there. But honestly, the Chiefs wouldn't let me in the building. And um, We know how fucking sneaky you are, dude. Yeah, well, I think that's what it comes down to. You know, obviously the Eagles trusted Travis. He's a very trustworthy person. (laughs) And um, I got so much good shit on you guys, dude. They just, they really did not think that uh, they wanted to open the door up for me. And you know what? It makes sense because I had a sneaky camera and I was going to take photos of everything <laughs> in case we meet in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I was getting all of that. Yeah, you're thinking Super so, I'm thinking long. Good job by Chief Security to keep me out. But this setup I'm, I'm, works nonetheless. I made sure that I snuck in that draft room, man. I know what your guy's future looks like. Wow. You don't even know That's this. Impressive. I, no, there's no way Travis got well, you. There's no way. I, Little I do you know, Travis, Howie is 10 steps ahead of you. <laughs> Little do you know how he is 10 steps ahead of you, and he has a decoy draft room. That was the decoy draft room you were in. Man. All right. Uh, crazy. Pat, did did you feel the pressure on Twitter to come on the show, or did Travis? How did Who invited you on here? I feel like there was just so many things happening. What led to this? Well, I think you know. I think you know more than anybody that Travis is the worst planner in the world. <laughs> so he actually, I, I think it was like week three or four. He was just kind of walked by me in the in the me, in the meeting room. It was just like, "Hey, you want to come on the show?" And I was like, "Yeah, for sure, man." Never heard anything else until you came at me on Twitter. So uh, yeah, you know Travis, man. He's just the worst planner in America. And uh, dude, I can't ask for shit, man. I I was literally go. I walked into that. I was like on the drive in. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna ask him today dude i'm gonna ask him as soon as i see him i'm gonna just be like dude you want to come on the show and i just for the first time i saw you we were just in passing and it was like the shortest conversation ever dude he was walking up the steps like going to the tight end room and i'm sitting in here about to have my meeting with the qbs and he just a quick just you want to be on the show huh and i was just like what yeah thumbs maybe. up thumbs down maybe no? all right think about it we'll, t- we'll get back it's not to a it bad- it's not a bad strategy. It's kind of like a bolt play. Just catch the defense off guard, you know? It's like when you get the quick, hey, the gonna... quick cadence, you know? You get up there quick and just snap it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Decision. Hey, you decision, want to come on the show? Great. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on New Heights. Uh, we got some fan base names we've been looking at. 
uh, to try and figure out what we're going to call the viewers of the New Heights podcast. So far, we've had uh, New Heights hooligans, New Heights scoundrels. We got a lot of like bandits and uh, uh, kind of like, uh, you know, names that are uh, names of mischief thrown around there. The New Heights 92 percenters an ode to uh, a made up quarterback sneak percentage that I did on the show, but it's uh, become <laughs> a reality somehow. Um and another one that we you, you made that just up? thought of today. Well, I think it was. <laughs> I, kinda, I think I've heard it. I believed it, but it's for sure a statistic now. It's got to be up there. It's got to be up to ninety, right? I mean, I'm I'm like ninety five percent and one kneecap short of being one hundred percent. Dude, so I mean, I I believe in the quarterback gotta, sneak as well, but just sometimes you can't. You got to watch out for your kneecaps. You got to tell. I you think tell after side of the view, view after mind. watching that. Quarterback sneak. I think it makes a ton of sense that you don't do quarterback sneaks. Yeah, I no, think you're but, a little bit more valuable. Let's have Noah Gray come in here and do this quarterback sneak. Well, I will say, I know y'all have talked about it before, but uh, yeah, it was a four, it was a third down in Denver, I believe, maybe a fourth down, and yeah. I got the first down, and and he fell on my knee, and I I remember being on the ground and just looking at it, and my kneecap was in the side of my calf, and I, I didn't know what to do, so I just I just I just froze up. And the worst part was the reaction from every teammate I have. You know, guys usually kind of oh. I had dudes running 50 yards away from me, just running down the, to the other side of the field. But, uh, yeah, that was – Nobody's offering support. No, Dude, no. Austin, hey, man, it's going to be like, Austin oh, Ryder. my God. Austin Ryder's just – Austin Ryder's my, – my center's yelling, get off me. Get off me. <laughs> get off me. I'm like, can't move. I can't move. What do you want me to do? My kneecap is in the back of my leg. So, what oh am I supposed gosh. to do? Shout out to Austin taking one for the team and just kind of laying there making sure everything, <laughs> the the storm calmed. It's honestly crazy. And you came back later that game. Like You didn't no, miss any time, no, right? Yeah, so I actually I went out of the game. I went back to the locker room and I had to get the x-rays and stuff like that. And it was a funny story because they hit me with the – Oh, you look and everything's negative. Look good, look good. And so I went back in the locker room and I, I was ready to go back on the field. Um, yeah. And they had like the you know the the, the intern trainers in there with you mm-hmm. at that point. Um, and yes. I walked up to the guy and I was just like, Hey, uh, um, am I going back out there? And he's like, He starts looking around. He's like, No, 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 sir, you're not. And I'm like. I, and then you know me, I'm flipping out. Why not? My knee's fine. They said negative. Dude, <laughs> wrong place, wrong time, bud. No, nah, but it Golly. was. Uh, I ended up having to sit out for like two weeks. But uh, they made me sit out. I was at practice on Wednesday the next week, so I was I was trying to get back in there. But you know the team was trying to be smart Just in be a sense. Precautionary about it. You already know. I think that man. makes sense. One hundred percent. Kneecaps in the back of your calf. <laughs> they should wait for further diagnosis. I was I was pretty I was pretty hyped because I have small calves and so it kind of made it kind of bulge out a little bit more. <laughs> that boy, that boy, saved that picture. Like, oh yeah, that's what these oh calves need gosh. to look like. That's some good shit right there. Well, Pat, now that you've been on the show, the New uh, Heights name we've been thinking about. What about New Heights Mahomies? Is that you? Kind of already have a Mahomies out there. We don't want to interfere with the foundation work. Yeah, I think y'all. I mean, I love my homies, but for y'all, it's got to be new heights homies. Because I mean, you got you got to follow the eight new heights one. homies. I mean, that that just flows go. off a little bit better than the ma homies. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, doubt, I think y'all. I like that one, but I like I like I like uh, what was the first one? Hooligans. I like that one too. That one's new pretty, that, that fits y'all perfectly. We'll get back to our conversation with Pat in just a minute. But if there's one thing you guys watching already know is that I have strong opinions on food. So I would never bring up anything less than the best, which is why we're really excited to partner with Factor. 
Factor shops, preps, cooks, and delivers to your door so you can enjoy chef-catered, dietitian approved meals during the holidays, minus the hassle. Plus, with 34 meals per week, you'll have plenty of nutritious, flavorful options to choose from. Factor now offers 34 meals per week and 36-plus add-on options like smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep going no matter what I have going on. And what will be super helpful to me is stressing less over mealtime. Factors, no prep, no mess meals, free up time, otherwise spend shopping, cooking, and doing cleanup so you can fully enjoy the holidays without wasting hours in the kitchen. So head to go.factor75.com slash newheights60 and use code newheights60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code newheights60 at go.factor75.com slash newheights60 to get 60% off your first box. Real quick, just a heads up. We're recording this just a couple days after the Chargers game. Uh, Trav, keep going. All right, now let's get to the uh, to the actual episode. Twelve big topics with my guy Pat. Uh, Jason leads us off with the biggest and most 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 important question of all. This is where you talk. You gonna, this is where you talk. Are you going to do that again, or are we taking that? No, I thought that was pretty smooth. List. Sometimes, I mean, everybody, right, everybody hits a little lift there now and then. Yeah, I, yeah. All right, here we go. Well, Pat, the biggest question on our audience's mind and really on our mind, we've all been drafted by Andy Reed. So we got to pay homage to Andy Reed. And I think the only way to do it is to have a burger rating. The Burger King himself, Andy Reed, oh. King burger aficionado. We've had a little bit of a debate on our show about what's the best burger joint. Yes. So we want to hear it from you out of these three, you got in and out five guys, Whataburger. Whataburger. <laughs> he almost beat you to the punch. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, it was like he was—he was just waiting for it to come out of my mouth. It almost <laughs> came out like Whataburger. Whataburger. I was saying <laughs> I it feel regardless. Like that's kind of how it sounded. It was—that was coming out, dude. Whataburger. So you're being a, a a little kid that grew up in Texas, and Whataburger being down the street, and mom's just like, I mean, I'm at work. What are you gonna do for food? I mean, I, I had to go Whataburger like every other day, and. I fell in love with it. I've tried to get Travis in on it a little bit. Dude, I'm – I brought him to Kansas City. I'm in um, on the train. But uh, the, the burgers, I mean, first off, are world class. And then they okay. actually have a variety of things that you can get. And I've, I've put Travis on the honey butter chicken biscuit, <laughs> which is a little, break, little breakfast sandwich that they have there. It's, it's really okay. slept on unless you're just, from Texas. I just love saying honey butter, honey butter chicken biscuit. <laughs> I mean, it's it's honey the butter chicken. These guys got great rhythm <laughs> in their naming. I'm telling you, man. Hey, I'm gonna go to Whataburger and get a honey butter chicken biscuit. What is it called? The honey, honey butter. butter butter biscuit. <laughs> this dude's out of control. They got the chicken barbecue cheese Texas toast sandwich. Oh. I mean, there's so much Ooh. that it, there's dude, a variety that's, there. That's my favorite. If it's so morning, obviously going with the honey butter chicken biscuit. But if it's any time like past midnight and I'm hammered and I'm going Whataburger. That barbecue, that barbecue sandwich, that chicken sandwich on Texas toast. Oh, and so then, delicious. and then to put the the kind of final stamp on it, the best ketchup I've ever eaten. And as someone who's a ketchup connoisseur, <laughs> I mean that, that that's a very very high praise. Where does it? Not just a Heinz fifty seven. No, dude. If you the fancy ketchup at Waterburger is special. It is completely special. What makes it special? It's, it's so called I've never fancy had, ketchup. It's I've called never fancy ketchup. Uh, it's called fancy ketchup. I think it, there's got to be like. This a is, thousand more milligrams of salt in it. This is just crazy so much news. <laughs> this is crazy news. So this is where your love for ketchup started. Yes, 100%. Waterburg, the fa- this the makes fancy so much ketchup. sense. 
everybody. So I'm now convinced. I've never been to Whataburger, and I really want to try it now. But I'm convinced these guys are the advertising kings. Hey, how do we make can- ketchup better? Call it fancy, fancy yeah. ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, Whataburger's right. killing it. I didn't even realize they were killing it like that. That's awesome, man. Are there any up on the East Coast? I haven't ever seen it up here. So I'd they, have to go to Texas to see it? No, so we actually have brought some to Kansas City now. Yep. There's a couple okay. in Florida and a couple in Oklahoma. But Oklahoma, until Kansas City, was the most north they'd ever been. Um, and All so right. I just worked my magic in there and met, a, met the right people there magic in Dallas, Mahomes. Texas, and uh, got them to bring it to Kansas City. And the, the Chiefs kingdom has loved it so far, and we're going to keep that thing going. All right, now. Well, I know what I'm getting <laughs> next time I'm in KC. <laughs> you Alrighty. know it. You know it. Well, um, let's move on to uh, these uh, Andy Reid stories, man. I, I know I got a plethora of them, man. Uh, take take us back to the first day you uh, you kind of met Coach Reid. Maybe was it draft day, or was it did he bring you in before, or what? Yeah, no. So the uh, the first day that I met Coach Reid um, was at the facility. Uh, we had like the uh, meetings, like the top thirty visits, and yeah. so that was the first time I really met him. Um, they at that time there was like no time limit, so I was in there for like five hours. Just, oh, just he's just going grilled. through plays, going through plays, and uh, I, I'm going to give you all the inside scoop. Uh, Matt Nagy, who was our quarterback coach now, Snacks. was the offensive coordinator then. He he really liked me, so he gave me the plays they were going to go go over the night before. So Coach Reed's finding out here live on New Heights podcast. Oh my god! Snaggy, Snaggy, he gave you answers to the test. Let's go! And so uh, yeah, so of course I crushed the meeting. I stayed up all night studying those plays, and so man, this kid is locked in. We got ourselves (laughs) here. And so uh, the the rest was history, man. I met Coach Reed. He went over the plays. We went and had some lunch. Dude, that's uh, cool. He had a couple cheeseburgers. Um, and then uh, we went back, and I went on back on the board, and I seemed like I was a, a guru in a sense because I knew every <laughs> single play and every check. Let's go, man. <laughs> that's fucking epic. Shout out to Nags, man. It's been awesome to have Nags back in the building too, man. Dude, he's the best, man. And, uh, I mean, I loved Kafka, and Kafka's doing oh, yeah. great stuff he's there in New York on the Giants it. now. He was, a, he, was play, he was a teammate with Jason over oh, yeah. there, too. Dude, my my first quarterback room, Mike Kafka was the one of the backup quarterbacks. Matt Nagy was the quality control uh, coach in there. Doug Peterson was the quarterback coach. Wow! And Andy nice. Reid was the head coach. That's that was the that's a hell of a that lineup room. right there. That's yeah, a hell it's of a crazy lineup. to see how all of their careers and have Nick Foles. Foles, he was in there, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he was there my second year. Oh, he got okay. drafted second year. Yeah, I know, but so. it's crazy to see, man. I mean, every coach that well, – I mean, you know this with, with Coach Reed and, and now his tree. It's like every coach that's in that building starts off quality control and within like five to ten years is a head coach somewhere. It's crazy, and It says man. that they just do it the right way, man. You already that's know right. Coach Reed's got the, he's got the magic formula, man. He's got the – and Nags, Nags obviously had a stint in Chicago, but him being back, man, his energy and his his ability to teach – the the certain plays that he's he's teaching in in terms of the pass game, man, it just makes it so much easier on guys, especially on like a transition year where we got a lot of new faces in the wide receiver room. You can't say enough about how the coaching staff has made it easy for guys to come in, learn the offense, and play free, man. Yeah, it's it's been it's been fun, man. And uh, obviously, we have EB too. Who EB is that guy that can get the best out of you, um, and and get the most out of you every day, mm-hmm. holds people accountable, and then to have a guy like Nagy who's Another form of a teacher. It's good to be able to hit them with both both ways of teaching to get the best out of everybody. Yeah. The, what, what a lot of people don't understand is that the QB room is arguably the most competitive situation every single day. 
Like I, when I tell you, I hear Nagy arguing about a rule of like how they're going to judge a certain point. Like it's every single, it's it's every single day on like uh, uh, who's 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 uh who's putting together the blitz cards who's put you know what i mean and it's just it's it's little stuff like that and it's just ultra competitive and they all talk about it's it's the one of the most fascinating it's rooms detail. i've ever been and, in yeah and i don't know about you jason but I, I i'm just gonna say i'm kind of an asshole about the blitz protection plan <laughs> i want that thing pristine before we step into the game i have yeah i can't say things on this show but yeah i i get very <laughs> animated when it comes to the cards scout team looks blitz pickup um, Dude, I've I've I literally think, gotten so pissed that I and I had to reel it back because it's just practice. But yeah. I'll, I'll literally go up and yell at, at at the people across from me. It's just like they're not gonna fucking do it like that. Don't play inside leverage when it's single high. Don't Seriously. I don't care if I got out breaking route. Let make me Which, work to get this <laughs> get open in this route. So in their defense, um, the guys that are out there, especially during the walkthroughs, aren't in the meetings where we're making a lot of these decisions. A lot. So like. It's like, oh yeah, when this guy's outside leverage, it's here. When the single, when the field safety's at this uh, spot of the field, it's going to be this, or uh, the boundary safety's here. Like, and then you go out there, and the, those guys are just doing like a generic look, and it's Man. not tied into it at all, and it's yeah. frustrating, dude. That, that's one of the worst, dude. Uh, and I, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll call him out immediately. I'm just yelling, "Get your cards right! Get your cards <laughs> right!" The whole time. We're, uh, we're uh, for those of you that don't necessarily know what the cards are and everything. The defense, when the offense is uh, first team offense is up, will have uh, scouted cards to give a good look on what we think that the defense will play in the game so that each uh, what is it strategy or yeah. um, each situation will have a will have a good idea of how to run something or the certain type of look that we're expecting to get and sometimes the looks are just like I got nothing out of that play <laughs> when, well when I think it's a mark of a good team though like when you when you're focused on the details, it makes a big difference, and it's hard to get those details right for a scout team in the middle of a week. But um, yeah, it's frustrating for sure. Well, let's get back to to Andy Reid and the 2017 draft. Man, um, makes the Alex Smith trade in 18. Was there a passing of the torch kind of like conversation? I mean, you you and Alex were like brothers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was it was awesome to see how he embraced that situation, how you embraced that situation. That that year was so much fun mm-hmm. as you cuz Alex had his best year. You know what I mean? So and we we took off as an offense, but um just uh, touching on that, was there any like uh between you and coach or between you and Alex kind of that passion the torch? Yeah, I think it was more uh me and Alex at that time. I just thanked him, man. I mean, it, he he could have he could have been someone that just kind of went off and did his own thing, but he welcomed me into that quarterback room. Yeah. Um, and I know I'm getting all serious now, but like he, like he didn't have to do that. I mean, he could have just went out there and, and done his thing and been a great quarterback like he was that yeah. year, um, and let me be on my own. But he taught me so much; it helped me become a better player. Because coming from college, dude, you just kind of go out there and you just you ball, you just you ball just figure player, it out man. out there. Um, but I learned how you you become a pro, and I think that's what made me have so much success early in my career. Was I just watched Alex and was like, man, I want to do that. I need to do this to prepare myself. Um, yeah. And so after he got traded, I thanked him. Um, I had a great relationship with his family. I still do see him out in Tahoe um, when we play the golf tournament out there. Um, but uh, he, he did it the right way, man, and uh, that's why he had so much success in his career. And I think oh, you yeah. can attest to that, man. Even before I was here, he was having success in this the pro, offense. A pro's pro, man. You can't say enough about Smitty, man. You're talking about kind of like how he, uh, he taught you how to be a professional. He, he taught me just in his actions alone. Um, I, tell, I tell the story of – how you uh, 
the wives and girlfriends were in a volleyball league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The wives and girlfriends <laughs> of, a, of the team were in a volleyball league. So we, we made it our job on Tuesdays to just go and at least, you know, show them some support that they show us on game day. <laughs> we showed up on their game day, and I pull up on Pat on the, at the car, and he's got this notebook, and obviously he's watching film, but this notebook is just full of, like, shit that I can't even read. And I'm trying to figure out what he's doing. I'm just like, man, I ain't doing that. I need to be doing that shit. What is that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, damn, man, this guy's taking notes. Like, God, I'm a, what are you doing there, bud? And I'm just like, did he did he teach you a certain level of, like, uh, professional, like, little, like, nuggets of gold like that? Like, uh, like I'm not even sure what to even ask in terms of that. because I, I, I think the biggest thing Alex did for me was teach me what I need to watch film-wise during the week. Um, mm-hmm. what days to watch it to prepare yourself for the next day. And for me, I, I, now I come in Monday, Tuesday, and I'm just watching games. I obviously watch the game we played the day before, yeah. um, but I'm watching like five to six games of the other team just to get a general sense of the feeling of what they're doing. And then after we put yep. the base install plan in, I watched, I watched the third down cut up before I leave the building that day because Alex did that, and it taught mm-hmm. me to get – let's get a day ahead on the third downs. Before I step in here and we get the plan in here, let me have a day ahead on that. And then the same thing the next day with the red zone. Um, and then the short yardage and goal line. It's the same. Every day I kind of would just add a little by little. So it didn't overwhelm me, and I wasn't watching so much film at once. Um, but mm-hmm. I have a good feeling for each situation in the game. And it's, it, it helped me so much because instead of just playing out there, when I get in situations in the game, I have a good feeling for the defense likes to get to these coverages. They like to play this leverage on the DB with the DBs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it helps me execute at a high level. So uh, having Alex, man, I'll, I'll forever say it, man. It, it probably made my game jump. Uh, three steps um, when it when I could have took three years to get those three steps. 100%, man. There was probably a lot of trial and error through that guy's career that got him to the point where he got that that perfect routine Monday through Friday. Dude, the guy had you know what I mean? the guy had seven offensive coordinators in six years in San Francisco, man. <laughs> I mean, he he literally had to learn by like through trial by fire, and he, he taught me how to not make those same mistakes. And uh, from little things like in the in under center, I, I'm coming from the shotgun every single play. He's like, hey, have your feet like this. I'll help you get out get out from under center faster. Yeah. I mean, like just little things like that you would never think of when you step into the league. Man, those uh, those vet those vet guys you can lean on, man. You don't realize how much they, they change your perspective on the game uh, until – I want I want to say until they leave. But I, that, for me, that was huge for a guy like Anthony Fasano mm-hmm. my first couple years uh, coming in and just observing how he's a professional Monday through Friday and to find those routine things to keep your body fresh every Sunday. you got to do certain stuff in the weight room, on the field, and recovery and all this stuff. And um, Anthony did a – he didn't have to do that. Like you said, yep. there's a lot of guys out here that are saying, I ain't, I'm not a mentor, man. I'm not out here, you know, bullshit. All right, if you're a team guy, you're going to help the guy next to you no matter if the world thinks he's better than you or not. You know what I mean? Like, I genuinely – I love feeding the the tight ends that come into this building with as much information as I could possibly give them on how to get open in routes, how to, how to be more comfortable in this offense – um, if you're not helping out the guy next to you, what are we fucking yeah, doing? Exactly. Man? And yeah, uh, and, and more times than not, it doesn't work out for the other guy that doesn't want to help him. Because usually the guy that doesn't want to help him is not helping because of like some perceived job security threat. And I've seen that not work out so many times. Most of the times when a vet is willing to to help somebody else, not only are you helping that guy, you're helping the room, you're helping the team, you're helping like the entire culture, and it. You know, the way this business works is when you're winning, everybody gets taken care of. 
everybody, Andy Reid, the reason why all those coaches keep getting hired everywhere is because he wins, right? He sets up these cultures that are successful. And, um, you know, I think all of, all of us have been fortunate to be on good cultures where you see that most of the time be the case. And, um, it does go a long way. It goes a long way, even not even, not even specifically helping just being welcoming, man, just like being a a good person, welcoming and having confidence in a younger guy is sometimes like the biggest thing you can do. Dude. Um, Dude, Yeah. And and on the other end of that too, the guy that's, the young guy has to show that they they're doing it the oh, right way. Yeah. That's the big, sure. that's the biggest thing, and I think that's what Alex kind of understood about me was I, I didn't I wasn't going around like asking him like hey, what, what are you doing here 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 I would just follow him and just learn hey what time are you gonna be in the building on Monday when we have our off day he's like I'm coming in at nine I'm there at eight forty five sitting in the room waiting for him to get there so just just stuff like that that's how you that's how you get better in this game. That's awesome stuff, man. Get back to Andy Reid though, man. The commercial was. My favorite State Farm commercial of all fucking time. You got some good State Farm commercials. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. do it right over there. Um, how did that? How did the commercial come about, man? Because it's not easy to get Coach Reed <laughs> hey, to do hey, stuff hey, like hold that. Hold up now, hold up now, over there, Jason. <laughs> no, uh, the so like we're having the problem with Travis right now. I was terrified to ask him to be on the commercial. So they asked me first. They were like, "Hey, will you ask Coach Reed to be in the commercial?" And I said, 100% not. I will not ask him <laughs> to do that. And so, you guys so are crazy, I man. said, if y'all want to, I mean, y'all, y'all go ahead, do your thing. Mm-hmm. And so they asked him, he asked me first. He's like, you cool with me doing this? Like, if you wanted me to do it, I'm like, I would love it. Coach, it would be hilarious. What a guy. Um, and so uh, we got, dude, so I get there and he's already on set. And um, he's already shooting, and because he's the he's the star of the sh- of that commercial, he's the star of the show. And <laughs> so incredible. I come I, I I come on set, and I can just see you know y'all know Coach Reed's look, man. He was he was not having it. He had been on set for a couple hours. He was oh, not having it at that point. And he, he's over it. Yeah, and then he turns around and sees that mustache on me, brightened his day up. <laughs> he's brightened his day up. All of a sudden, he's cracking jokes. He's he's ad libbing, making his own lines up, everything, oh, dude. And so. Man, uh, that, that was a classic. I got it early, and I sent it immediately to Trav, and I was like, dude, you got to watch this. I was in tears, <laughs> dude. dude. I showed everybody, man. That shit was awesome. But now he messed up because now he's going to have to hop on an, another commercial. He doesn't even know it yet. But So he, he's going to have to be in – it's going to be an encore. He has to have one. You're a superstar. Yeah. After that performance, superstar you've got to have you a – yeah, you got to have a sequel. No question about it. That was awesome, man. Jason, it's on you, bud. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, well, you and Travis are known for having quite the bromance, Pat. Uh, I see you guys hanging out all the place. I got to make it out there with Tahoe with you guys one year, but it's such a big bromance that even Brittany is jealous. (laughs) She tweeted out how jealous she was of your guys' relationship a few weeks ago. Um, What were your honest first impressions of Travis? And vice versa. How did this bromance come together? Should I, should I tell him the story, dude? The ah, story. That's, that's your call. That's man. my call. It's that's a bad look call. on me, but uh, so obviously I get here um, at the beginning of the beginning of the year, and I'm I'm still a rookie, so you know I'm just kind of going through the motion, trying to figure out the best way to kind of fit in. 
Um, yeah. And I think the first time that I, I thought I was like, me and Travis are gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be connected throughout this my entire career was. Uh, you remember when we had the fourth preseason game? We used to have uh, a little off time. You had like a little weekend. You played on Thursday. Like you kind of had a little week. Well, you know, Coach Coach Reed always would give you the the walkthrough the day before the actual walkthrough. And um, mm-hmm. me being a kid fresh out of college, uh, I had a couple buddies that were rookies with me, and they were like, "Let's let's go out Saturday, man. Let's go out. Yeah. We'll have the Training walkthrough camp on just Sunday." Got done. We're done with just preseason. got back from St. Joe's. We had a it's great a preseason. Time. Um, yeah. So we go out, and Coach Rita told us the next day at, like, 8 o'clock we're going to have a 15-minute walkthrough done. That's all you have on Sunday. So I'm, I set eight alarms on my phone. I have them all. I go out with the rookies. Of course, I get out there, and I see old Travis Kelsey out at the same spot as I'm at. And I'm like, hey, listen, Travis, <laughs> Travis, like, Travis like, come on, Gary, all y'all come, to the, come over here to the Let's table. Let's do this. Let's have a great yes. time. So I, I have a great night, um, get home, uh, have all my alarms set. I made sure of that. Uh, go to sleep, wake up, not to an alarm, uh, wake up, look at the TV, Wish. and I see 8.15 on, on my TV screen on the resting oh. thing. I didn't put my phone in the charger, so my phone died. Oh, and I've done a that rookie mistake. too many times. And uh, Ooh, so yeah. drive to – so I obviously drove to the facility extremely fast. Um, <laughs> dangerous. You can't, you can't, you can't that overlook that initial, that initial feeling of understanding that you're not going to make it there on time. <laughs> Is the Your most heart like just drops? No, 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 no. This isn't happening. This, this isn't happening. happening. <laughs> this isn't dreaming? happening. Am I dreaming? And this then immediate, dream. immediately, you just start telling yourself how uselessly, like, you stupid. How could you do this? You <laughs> suck. You idiot. You're so unaccountable, man. Get, get it together, man. And then uh, <laughs> to c- complete the story, I, I get there and I get to the facility, and we're they're already in the walkthrough, obviously already going. And I walk up to the door, and like how the Chiefs facility is built. The defense does it on the first side of the field, and the offense is on the other side. And I was okay. like, there is no chance. I'm walking through the defense late to get to the <laughs> offense side of the walkthrough. <laughs> I ain't going out Meanwhile, there, we're playing the Super Bowl champs, uh, the, the Patriots, like the, on opening night that yeah. week. Um, and so oh I sit in the locker room, and I'm just sitting there shaking my head, and they call me up to the office, and I, I get like the max fine, all this different stuff, feel like an idiot. And, yeah. all, and I just – I thought it was so weird that the first question they asked me was, were you with Travis? <laughs> and I was like, no, no, not at all. Why would you even ask that? And uh, long story short, uh, Travis was also late. He got there five minutes before oh, me. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> so he I'm sitting here. Dude, I'm coming into the building like, fuck, man. I can't believe I fucking screwed this up again, man. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm notorious for late, but I screwed up a few times before and have been late. So I'm in my head about it. I'm like, man, Coach Reed is going to kill me, man. I'm, oh, I can't even look at this guy in his eyes. I'm going to be looking down at the ground while he tells me I'm the worst teammate ever, man. And I walk into the building, and they're like, were, were you with Pat last night? Where's Pat at? I was just like, my dog, man. <laughs> dog, man. I'm not alone. Let's go, man. At that point, I knew we were teammates, man. I knew that guy was going to win the Super Bowl. I, I would die together, baby. I will say, since, <laughs> since then, though, I believe me and Travis have never been late again. So uh, that we have been on the straight and arrow <laughs> since then. So uh, I, I won't be late again. I don't know about Travis. I can't. I, can't. I, 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 don't, think, I don't think Coach Reed will stand me ever being late again. So I have to I'd make sure I get my ass up and going early, man. <laughs> I, mean, I was late story, one though. time in college. Do you remember the college rule? And in Cincinnati, if you were late for the Friday morning lift, they would make you 
the whole team do stadium steps. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Until I the guy showed up, and they would take somebody oh, to go get him. Oh, my gosh. I woke up, same thing. Realized I was late. In my street clothes, went straight into the stadium and just started doing stadiums. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, man. They made hey, your, your for team, an hour and a half. This is how bad your I Your teammates was, can dude. respect that, though. Your teammates exactly. were like, this guy cares. No, he's, he's, he feels yeah. bad about it. He's doing it in Timberlands. He's sweet. <laughs> I, uh, I was uh, – I remember I used to I used to do uh, what is it I used to have like a psychological like yeah man I mean time is time you know back in back in college like time like I wasn't really pressed about being late so I would show up late or something like that and I would get told I got to be at that five five o'clock stadium step run and I would fuck I would be ready like <laughs> I would be that was the only thing I was on time for and just like <laughs> Rocky Balboa that shit just like sprint the fuck out of him and just be like I'm getting better today baby. <laughs> So they stopped making me run stadium steps and started making me push pennies on, like, the, the weight room floor, which is not a slippery surface. What? You know what I mean? Yeah, I had to push penny pennies with my finger, and I wasn't allowed I've to. I've heard of plate pushes. No, dude. I've never heard of penny pennies. pushes. Pennies against a weight room floor, and I had to do it in a figure eight, and I wasn't allowed to be on, like, my knees or, like, Your laying knees, down. yeah. You're, like, bear crawling, stand, essentially. Yeah, I had to stand up. That sounds this. terrible. Dude, couldn't get hyped for that one, so they, they beat me on the that one. The sickest thing I've done in college – was we you know have you done like the rolls where you like you have to get like this and this barrel roll across the field everybody's just throwing yes. that the entire yes. time terrible well, well my first punishment it was a team punishment for everybody was missing class that uh kingsbury had us do that but he played uh get your roll on which like everybody get your roll on he played everybody, it for like 30 minutes straight and everybody's it's just so rolling sick. and throwing up i'm like this is just psychological <laughs> warfare by coach kingsbury out when, here at texas tech that's good stuff when you hear that song to this day, do you have like Pavlov's dog? Like, are you like immediately? <laughs> no, just I, like... I hate it. I hate it immediately. <laughs> All I think about is how sick I was that that Wednesday morning at four thirty before class. That boy's stomach starts yeah. turning over, man. That's good shit. Well, how has uh, your guys' relationship changed since that first meeting? Like now, yeah. Travis, he was a what? He was a groomsman with you. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you guys have been together for what six years now? Yeah, yeah, it's our it's our sixth let, sixth season. Yeah, let me talk. Let me yeah. because the first time I actually remember meeting Pat was in the locker room, just dapping him up and uh, just uh, observing his rookie year was extremely cool. We already talked about Alex and how they both you know um, kind of embraced that situation, which was awesome. But Pat immediately became a favorite in the locker room because of that. You know what I mean? Because of how good of a teammate he was. Because of how how he embraced that entire situation, knowing the elephant in the room. Um, and he was just a, 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 a genuine, natural, like, uh, relatable guy to everybody. And I think a lot of that kind of, te- like, kind of, you know, goes back to you growing up in a locker room, you mm-hmm. being around all that with your father playing in the league and the MLB and uh, being around all these different walks of life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, his ability to, to relate to guys is one of his biggest leadership qualities. And, I, and I, uh, you know, I attest to that, and I think that uh, that was definitely what made me be like, man, this guy is a great teammate. He can ball. Like, I, I, I just couldn't think of anything that you were doing wrong, man, except for showing up late with my sorry ass. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just – it was cool to see, man. And then on top of that – Obviously, you took it to a whole nother level and uh, and and got MVP the next year. So uh, I had to make sure I shouted you out on that one, man. That shit's cool, man. No, and then as like you said, as it evolved over time, I think what's uh 
which I think uh, Jason knows too now from being in Kansas City a little bit here is uh, mm-hmm. I feel like we both love and we put we work our ass off in yeah. the building, um, but we like to have a good time and enjoy it with the people that we kind of were brought up with. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I love that about Travis is that uh, he still hangs out with all all his boys from Cleveland Heights, baby. The I mean, Heights, you know, baby. you yeah. know him. And so uh, <laughs> it's uh, he still hangs out with them. I still hang out with all my same buddies. I hung out, played baseball, basketball, football with growing up. And um, we've kind of – our groups have kind of become friends because of that. And so we just – we just we, we like to have a good time. When we play golf, I've kind of – I feel like I've gotten Travis into golf even more because I like to play golf so much. For sure. Um, we like to – we'll have people over to the houses. Uh, he'll, he'll invite me and all my family over to the house. I've, I've been down there shooting some hoops with Jason a little bit. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. So uh, we, we just like to have everyone just feel welcomed. And I think that's what has kind of built our relationship. Um, and it's kind of yeah. evolved into what y'all see today. One hundred percent, man. Awesome. That shit's and it just makes it fun, man. When you get when you're when you're going to work with guys that you respect, that with guys that you love to have fun with, man. It just makes every single day that much better. And especially when you get a big time win on Sunday night, like we <laughs> did, on, man, fire it up, baby. Um. Talk about golf, though, man. We've been uh, we've been to a few golf outings, man. Um, you got you got any favorites outside? I, I mean, I feel like Tahoe is the ultimate. But. Yeah, Tahoe is definitely the ultimate. But I think our win in the Justin Timberlake golf tourney, the eight a.m. Cool. eight a.m. Invitational, that was by far my favorite because me and Travis played out of our mind, out I've, of nowhere. I've never played that. Travis game played life. out of his. I thought you carried it. Well, no, this <laughs> is so, out of let me explain what happened the first day. The first day, <laughs> okay. I well, I'm like the streakiest putter of all time. I call myself the J.R. Smith of putting because if you ever seen J.R. Smith play <laughs> basketball, he's gonna yeah. hit five threes and then miss five. It's also just a how great he is. golfer, great, better, way better golfer than me. But uh, <laughs> he, um, so I, I did well. I drove the ball well. Um, and then I, we, me and Travis traded off this kind of the second shots, but for like the first nine holes, I could not make one putt and Travis made all of them. Dude. And (laughs) when I get on on the green, I get, I get like the shakes. I'm not, I'm the worst on the fucking, I'm a mental head case. I can't see whether it's, you got the belly putter going. I need to fucking switch it up and go with the belly putter. He has like the Caddyshack golden putter, dude. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. I'm going for looks. Straight blade. No, no lines or anything on it. No sweet spot. <laughs> Just a piece of iron, hot iron sitting right there. Looks great. Looks great. I think it's like fifty pounds, but it's, it's it's pure gold. It looks like. And we're go- <laughs> we're first we're paired up with Michelle Wee and Kira Dixon, and great they're golfers. actually playing out of their mind. And 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 we're we're. I feel like we were down for a little bit, and then we finally climbed back to neck and neck. And it, it was like their competitiveness and and us being like, "Man, we gotta we gotta keep it going, and they're gonna embarrass us." And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I roll in like a twenty footer. Um, don't know how I made it, but it was a dead center the whole time. And then the rest Not of the time, one, though. Not I, just one. I just couldn't miss a putt the rest of the day. I don't know. I've never been that. He, he drained at least three on that back nine that were 10, 15, 20 plus. And it was, it was, it was epic. And obviously you're in Vegas. So it was like the, the, the excitement at the end of that golf round just led to an epic evening at the 8 a.m. I was just, I was, and I was just as hot on the tables after that too. So <laughs> it was, it was a great weekend Ooh. in Vegas. <laughs> that sounds tremendous. All right. Did now. You guys- so you guys do the golf. Do you guys do any other sports? Do you do pickleball? I know you guys got the basketball down there in Travis's basement, but we're oh, yeah. big pickleball in Philadelphia. We definitely get after it in pickleball, man. There's a there's a big spot out here called Chicken and Pickle. Our guy Garrick Dater Ooh. over there uh, helping out. He's uh, 
he got it. He got me into it. I don't know yeah. how else to explain it other than he was like, "Hey, you want to come down to chicken and pickle?" I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> dude. He's like, "We're gonna go play pickleball." I'm like, "What? Is this is this is five years ago, by the way, before right. the trend of pickleball People really knew grown. what it was." And, and so we yeah. go out there, and I'm in there with like jeans and like nice shoes. <laughs> it's like and a I'm Friday like, night. I'm thinking it's like a bar. Occasion, <laughs> yeah. Which and it is. It is a bar. It's it's an awesome. Bar. And then by the end of it, every time I'm like, just don't, just don't go too hard. Just and then all of a sudden I'm dripping. And sweat, Full like sweat. pulling my jeans above it. my knees. I'm like, it's, it's every time. The juices get flowing, man. And I feel like all competitive athletes don't necessarily know the actual rules of pickleball. So we just, like, initially we played. Oh, dude. I'm just playing uh, ping table tennis. It's yeah, just I'm big, just big ping table tennis rules. <laughs> Jordan Mulata, 6'9, is serving overhand to me. I'm like, bro, <laughs> this is not acceptable. You cannot do this. Just ace, ace. <laughs> I'm like, bro. That's pretty good right there. Andre Agassi, you got to lob it over. All right, it's got to bounce. <laughs> I didn't understand what the kitchen, the kitchen. I never understood what that was. I'm just on the net the, the entire kitchen. time. Yeah, stay out the kitchen. <laughs> oh, I thought for the like red. I thought the red zone was for me. I thought I was. <laughs> for three years, we just the immediate strategy was who could get to the net first, and they're going to immediately dominate the point. <laughs> Pickleball, baby. Who would have knew that thing would have took off the way it is, man? We got to get a team going, man. It's oh, going to be an Olympic sport eventually. Hundred percent. We might as well, yeah, might as well go I'm full throttle and try and go for a gold. <laughs> hey. Well, on the Today Show interview that you had, Pat, you said that you didn't even have a tight end in college. That's crazy. Do you? And I don't even know. We kind of argued about this on one of our last shows. But is Travis even a tight end? But anyways, what's it feel like <laughs> to have a tight end? <laughs> No, I mean it was. Would you prefer the tight end or? <laughs> Dude, I, I I love having a tight end and uh, uh, having you know, a few, having a few, uh, having we a, got a few, having a few right of them. Um, and, uh, few, yeah. But uh, no, it, it was it was cool for me to see. I mean, I come from an offense spread out. You know, we we were throwing the ball over the yard, um, but it was all receivers and uh, running backs that could play receiver, all that different type of stuff, and uh, kind of like the Eagles have out there. Oh, um, but but uh, it's uh, <laughs> we we when I got I saw Travis. I mean, obviously I got blessed with. Uh, with Travis as my first tight end that I had seen, and I was like, I mean, wait, this guy can be this big, and he he, he blocks, and then he runs routes like this. <laughs> He's like, this is awesome, and Thanks, so man. and so, Thanks, um, yeah, and so we've we've been blessed that Coach Reed does a great job of uh, getting the tight ends involved in the offense. One hundred percent. Uh, Travis, yeah. luckily enough for me, it seems like the older he gets, is the younger his legs get. So uh, it's helped out to be, have someone oh, that could be that safety blanket for me and. Uh, it's been cool to, to see him evolve because, I mean, now I think he was in year six when I got here, and mm-hmm. now I'm in year six, and he's still rolling and still making things happen. All right now. I will say this, though. Andy <laughs> Reid definitely created, like, a new version of the tight end position. Yeah. And and without a doubt, I think it kind of attests to him being a tight end coach in Green Bay. He he, I love Coach Reid. He does little stuff like this. He, uh, he opened the door in the tight end room. All the tight ends are just sitting at the table. He opened the door of the tight end room. He's like – Name one coach that's ever had two Pro Bowl tight ends in one season. And we're all just sitting there like, what, what is it? I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be, it's got to be, it's got to be him. It's like right here. And I guess he, I guess he had two of them in uh, Green Bay. It had to be Green wow. Bay because I don't know where else it he was, was a tight end coach. He, he told me that too. I can't remember who the second it's guy was. It's crazy. Yeah, I, bet, I didn't even know that was possible. But I guess Brett Farr was out there slinging it to the tight ends, man. So he's yeah, got. He's been in Philadelphia. I think it was in. I'm trying to think. I think he was, he was I the think tight end coach. He in was Green the tight Bay. end coach. They had two of them. And had two of them oh, as yeah. a tight end coach. But then he he moved on to quarterbacks and then moved yeah. on to OC and got the job in uh, in Philly. But I think that kind of understanding of how productive the tight end room or how the mismatches yep. 
could be kind of mm-hmm. when I got to Kansas City I was traditionally I was a traditional wide tight end mm-hmm. you know I mean I was the I was the I played uh, the second tight end because Fasano was the starting tight end for the first two years but I I was the I was kind of like that move guy but when Fasano left and we, I moved into the starting role I was a wide tight end. I was running power. I was running one back power, two back power, inline blocking, doing a lot of deep cross stuff, um, and then slowly started to step out away from the line and getting called these routes that we're running now, which is more wide receiver style routes mm-hmm. against uh, against DBs, knowing that we're getting man coverage and I can I can use my ability to stem and and speed to get away and stuff. But he definitely recreated that tight end position. Uh, for me and I I mean obviously the coaches coach Reed has done um like I owe everything in my career to that guy but he uh he definitely uh switched it up and made made this offense more friendly for me to have success in man and I I love him for that no I, 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 I a lot to that guy oh dude oh everything and I believe yeah. that you were I've seen that have you ever seen that Scott Van Pelt when it's like and Kelsey like oh, it was the, the bad the beats. Pole, man. that guy was at least two, <laughs> at least 285 right there oh man that was huge we, we had a good story about Jason taking my helmet after that game yeah. there's a whole highlight video from his uh, college tape of him blocking and being like an inline tight end that I made you know who made yeah you know who made my college highlight tape oh Jason gosh Kelsey, baby if you haven't <laughs> seen it unseen footage of Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey production, baby. I think it's still on my Facebook. <laughs> MySpace, maybe? I haven't, I haven't logged into – yeah, I haven't logged in in a while. Um, All right, Travi. Let's do it, man. Career rewind. Career rewind. I am screwing <laughs> up with some – production's giving me some tongue twisters. Um, draft night, we all uh, we all have draft day surprises. Um, we uh, shared Jalen's draft day surprise about the Eagles, and that was awesome to hear. And then uh, – Obviously, your draft day was uh, was wild, man. There was a lot of big time, big name quarterbacks coming out. Uh, the Bears traded up to number two, and the Chiefs traded up to number ten. Um, did you know? I mean, what I, you 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 knocked it out the park. Yeah, you knocked the interview out <laughs> the park. But did you know? Were you surprised with the Chiefs or what? Yeah, no, I I was I was surprised they traded up so far to get me, but I I knew. So I, the whole draft process, I thought I was going to be kind of a late, late first round pick, and I, I was, I was honestly kind of happy about That's it. So cause, isn't this mind blowing? Yeah. Like he was the, he was, oh man, just mind blowing. But going. I was honestly happy about it because when you're in that it's late first round, is where you, like the the good, the real good teams are, and you're still a first rounder. So no, you're really like, you're like, I can go to a good team, be in a great situation. And uh, as the process yeah. went on, I could, I got a feeling that I was kind of going up in the draft, and I had a couple of teams that I think have, have been out there now that said they were going to draft me, and they're, I mean that's true like it's not like these coaches are making that up I, I I talked to them uh during the draft process and they were like hey if you're there we're gonna we're gonna take you um and so I'm just gonna I kind of gave a little inside info to the the Chiefs and I was like hey if y'all let me go anywhere below at the time I didn't know about the Saints but I was like if y'all let me go 12 or below I'm gonna get drafted um by someone else you drafted yourself and so I gave the Chiefs a little bit of in, in a little Kansas bit of, a little bit of info on that and because I wanted Business to be here savvy I wanted nice. to be here and um I gave him a little info info on that and it, I don't know who was at 12 that time but I knew right around there is where I was gonna get drafted um, and I texted uh, – well, I didn't text Brett Veach. My agent talked to Brett Veach and uh, the chief staff. And I remember uh, at about pick nine or ten, uh, Veach sent uh, my agent a little picture of a Red Raider uh, with the, the guns up. <laughs> and so I knew that the Chiefs were drafting me, and it was cool, man. I was back home. Uh, I was back home with my family. 
Um, I remember we I get drafted and all this like you obviously you're celebrating with the family and everything you know like it, that. Man. And then we go to like the hole in the wall bar my dad's been go- gone to forever. Um, Shout out to Silky and we're, P. Yeah, man. Silky P. And we're playing darts <laughs> with all my homies from back home at my dad's hole in the wall bar, and it's like standing room only. It, it was it was an awesome. It was this awesome. Place experience. sounds awesome, dude. Is, oh man, Jason could live there. Yeah, this sounds like my kind of establishment. Dude, that is one of the most baller uh, draft days. You basically talked them into – Well, I didn't draft myself, but I, I knew the Chiefs wanted me, and I was just kind of like, hey, hey, if you let me get a little bit past, uh, I'm going to probably awesome, get drafted. Man. Uh, awesome. And they, uh, they came up and got me. Um, and we already talked about the, the first year sitting, but, uh, I mean – like I like we've all said, I mean, being in an organization like this, and like you're in in, in Philadelphia, that that makes a lot of guys' careers even go even to be better than that what they would have been. Um, and so I was lucky enough to be in Kansas City and surrounded by greatness, and it helped me become uh, who I am today. I gotta ask Chris to send me that 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 gun the, the little pick. picture. You I may get it for you. I'll I, get it I for need you. That one, dude. I need, I'm just gonna send it to Beach every time we, <laughs> you lead us to a fourth quarter comeback. The last time we talked about the draft day stuff, I didn't even say my draft day story. You and Jalen shared yours, so I'll so on. Talk about kicking it I over was, at uh, 127 West Nixon. Oh yeah, <laughs> so we're all over getting ready for the. And I didn't. I knew I was a day three guy. You know, I knew I wasn't going to get drafted uh, above round four, but I thought I was going to get somewhere around four. And really, there are only three teams interested in me. Kansas City Chiefs, ironically, was the team I thought I was going to get drafted to. Ooh, who was that? Romeo um, Cornell. Who was that? Pioli was Pioli. the GM at the time, and the uh, head coach was um, Todd Haley. Todd Haley, thank you. And That's um, pretty good, bud. They seem, yeah, he's locked in. <laughs> Guys, she's dialed in. And, Big uh, Chiefs guy over here. All right, man. Yeah, it was either the Chiefs, the St. Louis Rams, or the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Chiefs selected Rodney Hudson. Shout out to Rodney. Shout out to Unbelievable Rod. center, still Great doing player. his thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, when they picked him, I was like, oh, man, this ain't looking good. They picked him in, like, the second round. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen now. <laughs> and it gets to, like, round six, and I'm like, dude, this is not looking good. And I, I looked at the my phone on the app, and I was like, okay, the Eagles got, like, two picks in the sixth round back-to-back. I'm like, maybe this happens. And sure enough, a 215 number comes up, and it's big red. And he's like, all right. he's, he's, he, first he asked me, he's like, are you okay? Everything good? You got any injuries you want to tell me about or anything? I'm like, nah, man, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm straight. He's like, all right, this is how it's going to work. I'm going to hand the phone to uh, our offensive co- or our GM first, Howie Roseman. Then I'm going to hand the phone to our offensive coordinator, Marty Morningwig. Then to Howard Mudd, the offensive line coach. And, uh, yeah, and we're going to draft you with this next pick. How you feel? I'm like, man, coach, I'm excited. He's like, all right, you ready to go? I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, what did I just tell you? And I'm like, uh, I don't remember anything. <laughs> the test, the first and, day, the first phone he, call? First phone call. He's like, hey, man, you're going to be playing in front of 75,000 people. I'm going to need you to know and uh, dial it in here. <laughs> I was like, gosh. Big red for the Reed. win again. On draft day. Dude, Coach oh Reed's God, got dude. bangers, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. My dad's crying right in front of me right now. I don't know what to say. <laughs> He, pro- he probably gets a kick out of just the responses he gets in those moments, man. That's great shit right there. Fuck. Uh, uh, we all, we obviously know about the Bears uh, selecting uh, Mitchell Trubisky over you. Uh, we just talked about them going up to number two. Um, 
even Mitch himself, mm-hmm. former uh, Cleveland guy. We love Mitch. Um, any truth to the 2019 moment against uh, the Bears, man? The uh, the one, two, three, four, five. We think we got ten fingers here. <laughs> uh, tenth pick, man. Um, yeah, it, I mean, of course. I mean, gotta, I, you gotta have. But fun it was with it, man. to me, it wasn't. It was never directed towards Mitch. Like, I, Ever, I have yeah, a ton of never, respect for Mitch. For sure. He's a great guy. Uh, led him to a lot of wins, man. If you Hell ever yeah. look back at it, I think he got a bad rap a little bit. I mean, he led them to a lot of wins over him there and in Chicago. got a bad rap, man. You can't yeah, tell me any and, different, man. And so, um, it, but it was more of when I left that meeting, you know, when you leave a, a building, you kind of have a feeling like, yeah, I, I did great there. They, how they were talking to me, for sure. If, they, if they're going to take somebody, it's going to be me. Yeah. Um, and so I had that feeling kind of from a couple of teams, and they were one of them. Um, and so I, I just felt like uh, – I, I I I didn't feel disrespected. I don't want to say disrespected, but I I felt like they gave me the the kind of Chip implication shoulder, that they were going to take me. And then so the first time I played them, I was pretty hyped up for the game to say the least. Um, and so right, uh, I think I believe you caught the touchdown right there, huh? Oh, he, yeah, he caught the, the touchdown, scrape, the little wide scrape route. Yeah, um, but uh, he caught he caught the touchdown, and I let the emotions. I, I we and, me and Trav talk about this. I don't know about you, Jason. Sometimes I do stuff on the field. I don't even remember doing it. Just kind of black out and do it. And so once I saw that, they got it on video. I tried to wait till I got to the sideline. Um, They got it on video, and, of course, I knew the question was coming. And I was just like, no, man, I just – I was checking my fingers to make sure they were all still there. (laughs) So I (laughs) – These things working. Still got ten of these things. One, two, three, four, five. (laughs) Yep, they're working. Jason only has nine, so that counts. (laughs) That counts. Nine that work. Nine that work. So we talk about the the blackout moment just a little bit. I think that um you, your excitement, your your how locked in you get onto the game. That's really the blackout moment. It's not that you know I I promise you I did this during the ESPYS man. I recently just did, I, I did like little segments at the ESPYS. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steph Curry absolutely rocked hosting it, and uh, that was cool to see. But I was doing little snippets here and there. And my first snippet in the ESPYS, I'm reading the prompter. Perfect. <laughs> Say hello to Joe Buck and Albert Pujols. As they walk by and uh, kind of ad lib a little bit, come back to it, and I just immediately just start to like, I want to say black out, but I I do not remember finishing. <laughs> That's the sentence that was on the that was on the prompter, and um, I hear the music cue, and all of a sudden, you know what I mean? They're going into the next scene, and I'm looking at everybody, and everybody's looking at me like you did great, and I was just like. I don't know what I just did. <laughs> I don't know what I just said. And I think what that uh, – Exactly. And uh, I have those moments for whatever reason where I just get so excited and so engulfed in the moment that I just uh, – I don't really think about what I'm doing in the moment. I just kind of – I don't know. I just do it. I mean, it's called being in the zone. In what are you talking zone. about? I'm you guys are in, two man. ballers. You just went in the zone this past game on Sunday night. Like, <laughs> you go into autopilot. You this guys got – these minds that just you know when you're when you're in in the moment you you can't operate at that at the speed necessary to uh be that creative and that instinctual by thinking about doing that stuff it just like happens it's hard to explain but i think that that's exactly what you guys are explaining like you're just truly in the moment and you're reacting and it takes a long time to get that comfortable doing something and you know i think the more prepared you are, the 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 better chance you can get to that. But you also kind of just got to be a special type of player, man. Not, like to get to that level and to to be able to make decisions correctly while also just kind of operating on autopilot. Like it's kind of crazy to think about. But one hundred percent. I mean, you two I'm, definitely I'm, got that. I'm not gonna lie, I'm terrified of teleprompters. <laughs> terrified of them. It's like ah, one of my worst fears. I, I went to the ESPYS one time, and of course. 
I, I, I was at the ESPYs. They want me to come on stage and read a little thing for the firefighters in L.A. and how they were out there battling fires when we played the Rams that year. And for it was, sure, uh, I, I can mean, do that. I so much respect. I'm I like, 100%, 100% do I'm doing that. this. Um, and so I wanted it to be great. So I memorized the whole speech the night before, and I was like, I'm just going to do it straight off memory. I've, I've practiced this in my mirror. I'm ready to go. And I remember I was looking out there, and I was looking. You know, you're talking, but you don't want to make direct eye contact with anyone in the, right. in the audience. Oh, man, and so I was talking, and I was just kind of looking, and I caught the teleprompter, and I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm, i got to just start reading it. And, of course, <laughs> I, and it, it comes up. It starts coming up, and I'm reading, and I'm doing great. And, it, and I see S-O-U, and I'm like, and for all the firefighters, I mean, the, the firefighters out there in South Carolina, ah, oh. Southern, <laughs> my bad, Southern <laughs> California. California. And I, now ever since then, I'm terrified of teleprompters. You fixed it, though. You fixed it, though. That was the thing. You know what I mean? You didn't just let it ride with South Carolina. You know what I mean? It, that's, the, that's the thing. If you can fix it, you're golden. It doesn't matter if it's on the prompt or not, man. I said what I said. Don't Ron Burgundy it. At least you're not Ron Burgundy. Just saying just whatever. Just saying whatever on there. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, yeah. So, uh, kind of moving on here. What was your uh, What was your first oh shit moment in the NFL? I've I've had probably three or four of them uh, against yeah. some big time goons. Jason referred to uh, blocking Ray Lewis for the first time, but Ray Lewis, London Fletcher, like that moment where you're like, man, I'm really in the NFL right now, like. For me, it was always these older guys that you watched playing, and now all of a sudden you're like competing against them. Like it was crazy to me. Yeah. But yeah, what was that for you? For me, it, it was a game. It's crazy. It was a game I didn't even play in. It was the first game we played that we played that when I was late to the meeting. The oh, first, the, the the first game we played, we go to the New go England. to New England on Thursday night opening. Yeah. They drop the banner, all this different type of stuff, and I remember running out in the field and being like. Holy, like this, this is the is NFL. It. Like, we're, dude, I was in pat and go, and I was firing stuff. We're you know, pat and go. Everybody's just like lobbing them. I'm throwing 50 yard seeds down the sideline. Everybody's like, "What are you doing?" I'm I'm pumped up. And then I then I sat and I got to watch the game. Obviously, we we had a heck of a game plan. Kareem Hunt had a heck of a game, and Kareem, up, my dog. and Alex, and so they, we ended up winning that game. Um, but. To me, that was the first moment of being like, man, this is the NFL. I mean, we're playing – I've watched Tom Brady my entire life. So, yeah. I'm like, we're playing Tom Brady, yeah. the New England Patriots. And, um, and, and there's nothing like that post-Super Bowl show. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like, they built that thing. I'm like, they got like – like, like, uh, what do you call it? floaties coming onto the field to like celebrate how many rings they have, yeah. and you know what I mean? Like, this was like it's a the full second production, break. exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> First start, week seventeen of that season, mm-hmm. we play the Denver Broncos. We're fortunate enough to have the number one seed going into the last game, and uh, yeah, sat Alex Smith. And uh, let one five go out there and sling it in the snow. God, <laughs> you're a Texas guy, man. I, what was was that the coldest game you ever played in? Dude, that, leading up to that point, that was for sure the coldest game. It was 11 degrees. And <laughs> I so, remember being on the sideline and just being bundled up and that not doing a goddamn thing. Yeah, dude, I it was, it was, uh, it was cool, man. And we got the we got the win, so that was all, all awesome. They had, a, I mean, they had their guys playing, but I mean, oh, yeah. you know, it's. Week week sixteen seventeen last game for the season so they're playing. But Anytime they're not Von like, Miller is on the field, it is yeah. going down out there. All <laughs> right, there's, but there's, you got to be ready. You but don't fall asleep with that guy. Out the there. the crazy the craziest part of that game was we got up. We ended up getting up twenty four to ten, and and Coach Reed they ended up taking me out of the game. It was in the fourth quarter, and we were gonna let Tyler Bray play, who had it was a guy, a great guy who had worked his tail off to be there, and. 
we we had Sherm because our running back got hurt. You know, we're down numbers, um, and so Sherm was playing running back full time. Like the, we at wow. full, our fullback. I don't know Anthony Sherman for Anthony everyone that doesn't Sherman. know the sausage. Uh, um, and so he um, he was playing <laughs> running back in. We had an outside zone called, and he kind of he ran inside zone because that's all fullbacks do. That's and so they, do. Yeah, they had right. a little miss handoff. And I'm not making it out to that tackle. <laughs> no. I'm staying stay in this guard pocket right here. And we had a little uh, fumbled handoff. The first play Tyler Bray was in, touchdown. And so the, he he scores touchdown, Shout and then the T Bray man, that was a then, fucked up situation. And then it, and then so now we're in four minute mode, and and we go two runs, we get to like third and six, and. We go pass and we get an incompletion. They go right down the field again to score a touchdown and tie the game. Um, and so they ended up putting me back in the game that game. And uh, I was able to get us in field goal range, and we got the field goal to win. But I'll tell you what, when it's 11 degrees to get pulled out of the game and then put back into the game, like, it's ah, not, days, that was a good day's work, you boys. you got to re-warm ah. up and everything. It's no, a, no, it no, wasn't. No, no, no. <laughs> Pat, get your helmet. What? <laughs> I'm going, all right, all right, we're going back in there. Warm this thing back up, Diagon. It was uh, it was or- well orchestrated. Yeah, well, I got I got lucky though because you know like you there's always like one starter that is dressed but he he's not supposed to play. Well, we had an injury at receiver and running back, so Sherm goes in at running back, and we bring Albert Wilson back in at receiver, AB. and I was like. Well, I'm going to throw it to him every single time. Uh, and so he ended up having like 12 receptions from the second quarter on for like 130 rece- uh, yards, and he had two big receptions on that two-minute drive. Yeah, Albert Wilson oh was God. awesome that game. That was fun, man. You were actually the first QB in 38 years to be drafted by Kansas City and start in a, in your first year. Um, hit an early milestone um, and just been knocking them out ever since then, man. Just uh, kind of talk about uh, just – the early milestones that you hit. I mean, the first year you actually started, we took mm-hmm. the league by storm, 55 touchdowns. Um, MVP, MVP, Pat, man, MVP, Pat. Was it, uh, was it, was it shocking? Were you just on a roller coaster that you had no idea you were about to be on? Or That's exactly it, dude. Like, now that I look back on it now, I'm like, I was on this roller coaster of just excitement, and I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but it was, uh, it was fun, man. I, I, I want to throw this story in there as well. Like, I remember my first game, like, uh, Tyreek had a huge game, but tr- Travis had one reception for six yards. And you look at our, my worst game our, our relationship now, and you would be like, that is crazy. But my dad tells this great story. Is, yeah. Tra- like, we win the game, and Travis, you know, he's the, the team player. He's all hyped up in the locker room. And my dad said they go to, like, the family area. We have, like, the family area. You see everybody. And Travis gets out there first, and he's going to see the fam and everything like that. And he could just tell that Travis was like kind – of, not down, but kind of like, man, I could have played better. Oh, for and sure. And my dad, big Silky P – uh, just kind of went over there. He said he went up there and grabbed Travis. And said, hey, hey, he's gonna, hey, he's gonna throw it to everybody. Um, but uh, <laughs> hey, so just know your time's hey, yo. coming. Your time's he, coming. coming. Next game we play the Steelers. Travis has one forty-two <laughs> touchdowns. And oh so, and, and my dad said he grabbed him after, and, and he said Travis came right up to him and was like. I told you. <laughs> yeah. Silky P but, don't lie now. Silky P ain't gonna lie. But uh, the, the excitement. Uh, I mean, we just we rode that momentum the whole year, man, and and we were out there slinging it around, uh, scoring a lot of points, um, and it was it was a lot of fun, man. And uh, winning that MVP was awesome. Um, but uh, I look at it now, and I'm just like, I didn't even appreciate how great that season went, how fun that season was. Yeah. Um, we ended up losing the AFC Championship game, um, but it was a great. I mean, obviously a great starting point to my career, just to kind of go out there and say I can do it. Heck yeah! To our, to all the to all the youngsters out there that are listening to the podcast, man. Um, the transition from high school to college, from college to the pros, and being ready for all those moments, man. Do you have any like uh, just advice or anything that you could just throw out there for those guys? Yeah, I would say be all in. If you if you truly yeah. care about this thing, man, be all in. And when I look back at my career, 
I think about in college, I feel like I wasn't all in. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I did everything I was supposed to do. I was at, I went to class. I would go do the workouts and stuff like that when, when I was supposed to be there. But once I got to the NFL and saw what all in actually was, I realized why I didn't win more games in college. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I just I just think as a, if you're going to really try to chase these dreams, follow them. But if you're going to follow them, make sure that you're all in. Because uh, in order to be great and to really succeed and, and to get to this part of your career, uh, you have to be all in every day. You heard Hell it here yeah. first, folks. We've been talking about it for a while. Jason actually had a good uh, story about Kobe saying um, fueling yourself with knowledge. I feel like that yeah. has so much. Ask just questions. be curious, man. Just be, be curious. curious. You just want to get as much information as possible and just keep building that and building that. I also had a really, man, I think it's important to uh, test your boundaries, man. Yep. Like for me in college, like I thought in high school I knew what hard work was. And then I got to college, and you're like, oh, man, like, I haven't been working hard at all. <laughs> like, Those college like, workouts you, are f- – the they're mental workouts. The first college workout workouts. I ever had and, – and I kind of think this is good for, like, every freshman and really rookies to go through. Like, my first workout I ever had, the guy just – it wasn't even trying to be productive. He's just trying to beat the crap out of me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and he's, at the end of the workout, we did so much upper body. He says, all right, if you can take this BOSU ball, like those big rubber balls, yep. if you can take this thing – hold it above your head. It weighs about like five pounds maybe and walk around the whole like gym, uh, which was not that big in Cincinnati at the time. We hadn't built the new one yet. Uh, then you can, you don't have to clean up the weight room. I made it like 10 feet. <laughs> and then I had to clean up the whole leg. Like, but like before you do that, before you push yourself to those limits, you don't know that you can actually go do that much work. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't yeah. know what Hell truly yeah. being tired is. And um, so it's important to, to get to those levels. And just like you were saying, Pat, man, like you got to be all in to get there. You got to like tr- you got to have faith in your coaches, your teammates and everybody that, you know, by giving it your all that it's going to work out. Yep. Um, so, Pat, you got a crazy stat out there that I'm about to drop right now. So I've been playing football for 12 years. This is my 12th season. We just had our first double-digit comeback win in the fourth quarter in my entire career. <laughs> Shut up. That is not I a swear to God. Stat. That was a great comeback win. It's too. just a real yeah, Eagle right. stat. It was, it was a good one. They, the last time they did it was in 2010, the year before I got there, or something like that. Um, it was the Miracle Meadowlands with uh, Deshaun Jackson. Big D-Jack taking that punt return back. Ooh, I remember that, that one. Oh, yeah. So, um, Pat, you have the highest win percentage – when trailing by 10-plus points, uh, you have a highest winning percentage of any quarterback in the history of the NFL, above Tom Brady. Um, why don't you just spot teams 10 points? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's uh, – that's on, that's on Spags, man. That's yeah. on Spags. Spags ain't trying to give up 10 points like that. No, it's, uh, it, it's cool, man. Uh, I mean, but – I mean, I, I know it's the quarterback answer, but it takes way more than me. Um, if you think about that stat – that, that takes everybody. I mean, the defense has to shut the door. Just kind of like this yeah. last week in, in L.A. I mean, if you look at the second half against a L.A. team that has freaking playmakers everywhere, everywhere. the defense uh, gives up one touchdown on a miraculous catch on a go ball down the sideline on third and 18. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it takes the defense has got to step up and shut the door. It takes the offense just finding a way. Um, that's a lot of the times. A lot of times you, you, you go out there and you score fast and then the defense is adjust and you, you kind of get in this little bit of a funk. And so uh, – uh, when you can just find a way to just just hey, let's just keep pushing, let's just keep pushing, let's keep finding a way. 
I mean, it takes it takes leaders. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I, I think of myself as a leader on the, in the locker room. But you got Travis, you got Chris Jones, uh, you got Willie Gay, you got yeah. Nick Bolton, you got Orlando Brown, you got Joe. Everybody, they don't give up, and um, I think that's been a big thing. And I think we've done it now a couple of times. Um, and so once you've done it a couple of times, faith, whenever man. you're in that that situation, you're like, we're gonna we're gonna find a way. We don't know how, Hell but yeah. we're gonna find a way. And uh, the craziest ones for sure, the tech that gets the Texans in the playoffs. So. <laughs> I mean, what a change of events You'll from how that game up. started in the divisional round. When we get down 24-0, and it's like we can't find a way to, to make anything positive happen. Then all of a sudden they give us some life with a couple fumbles, and, all, and we're back in the game. And so uh, it's, just, it's just guys believing, man, and it takes more than me. It, it, I think Coach Reed and Coach Bienemy, all these Coach Spags, oh, yeah. they lead us. They don't stop calling plays. They don't stop giving us a chance to make plays. Um, and uh, I'm going to try to keep those numbers down so that we're not down 10 <laughs> because it's not a great go, position to be in. But yeah. uh, if we're there, we know we've done it before. There you go, man. One, one of my favorite in Co- Coach Biennemi, as you know, has some of the best quotes. The best. Any football coach could ever have. Well, one of my favorite ones is, we have to find a way to drag our ass across the finish line. 100%. <laughs> okay, as long as we get across that finish line, I don't give a damn how we do it. <laughs> Dude, it's yeah. – Dude, and you gotta you gotta have it. You gotta give yourself a chance to have a chance. Give yourself a you chance to have a chance. a chance to have a chance. To have a chance. <laughs> chance, <laughs> baby. I mean, just that. ones that just ones that you would you hear them all the time. You just kind of throw them away, and then you're in those moments, and you're like, we just gotta drag our asses across this finish. <laughs> I don't know how it's gonna happen. <laughs> it goes back to Howard Mudd, man. Uh, what is it? Uh, just shake his shake hand. Shake his hand. Just <laughs> <laughs> talk like Sean Connery. Oh, man, this guy just went inside of me. He went outside of me. He ran right through me to play before that. What do I do? Shake his hand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, those little tidbits make all the difference. Make all the difference. What, uh, what, yeah, I guess what makes you so good, do you think, in these late situations, yeah, tell these two-minute situations? <laughs> I know. I know you probably don't like doing this. Yeah. Like, I mean, what can me, you account to it, though? Like, yeah, I, we're I, such an instinctual player. Like, I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. I think you I see. Wanna... I think you see it with all the greats, um, and and that's what I'm trying to to get to. Is at the end of the day, it doesn't. Ha- it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be the perfect pocket. It's not going to be the perfect. The play call is not going to be perfect every single time. But how are you just going to find a way to to compete? Um, and that's something that I pride myself on. And I played every sport growing up. Yeah. Um, and and I just wanted to win. I, I didn't care how it looked. I didn't care how it got done. I just wanted to win. And if you look at our even our last drive, I mean, this last week, I mean, other than the last play when it kind of worked out perfectly, we had the man play called Travis breaks free, wins, yep. and gets scores. It was like we were kind of just making stuff happen hey, on yeah. the fly. Um, and yeah. so it, it's it's how can you be focused in chaos? How can you not let it, the moment be bigger than what it is? Um, and we've we've prepared ourselves. Coach Reed puts us in those situations all training camp, all during the season. And he and a lot of times he puts the offense in a situation where it's not, it's not looked at as winnable. Yeah. Um, and so uh, when you you've been put in those situations, you go back to those fundamentals of. All right, I, I, I'm going to go through my reads. If it's not there, I'm going to run. I'm going to go through my reads, and if it's not there, I'm going to scramble and try to get someone else open. Um, and um, it takes everybody, and I just try to do whatever I can to win at the end of the day, and it's, it's worked out well for me. Um, but uh, like, you, like I said earlier, I don't want to be in those situations a ton, but if we're there, <laughs> I'll be ready for them. I feel like, um, and this is a big shout-out to Tom, but I feel like the standard of what those two-minute situations are, I mean, we've seen 
Tom Brady be in a situation like that, and it's just he, you know, in the back of your mind, mm-hmm. like what's possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And to be able to understand and be comfortable in the moment of what is possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It takes doubt and doesn't even make it a situation. You know, and a, a lot of that goes to our guy Joe Blamire. Yep, uh, yep. Every single Saturday morning, uh, putting us through like a two-minute, a Chris Berman two-minute or three-minute. I'm, uh, I'm talking about from like Division three to the NFL. He's so, our high school in in Alabama. He has every two-minute situation you've ever seen. So <laughs> we'll put more this more into perspective. Uh, Coach Blamar is our wide receivers coach, but he does a lot of a lot on situational football at, at the end of half, at the end of game, so that gotcha. we understand a, a lot of what's going on and to get more knowledge right. of what's possible. You know, on top of it just being some of the most entertaining yeah. fucking shit you see. You know, <laughs> we bring in the Cal Stanford. You know, the band is on the field. You know, it's you, chaos he brought up the Meadowlands, Miracle in the Meadowlands with Deshaun Jack. Uh, yeah, Deshaun Jackson before, um, and he just he. Makes it at ease being in those moments because we understand what's possible. On top of we got 1-5, we got Coach Reed dialing it up, we got the playmakers to make the plays, and on top of that, we've seen what's possible before. So there's a certain standard of, all right, what can we get done, What how we're going to attack them. And it's, uh, it's, it's way – we talked about kind of a little bit of uh, just feeling comfortable in that moment, but it's – that this past Sunday versus the Chargers was just – it wasn't necessarily – I want to say it was a comfortable feeling, but we knew that we two mi- two timeouts left with a minute 40 left, um, what exactly was possible, man, and that, uh, that only gave us confidence, you know? Yeah. Well, Pat, you said a couple of seconds ago that you don't really care how it looks, right? You just want to win. Well, for someone that doesn't care how it looks, you man, you make yeah, it look good. Make it look good. <laughs> all right, Side arm behind the back. <laughs> when you're doing all these like like unique things, these creative things, are these things that you've practiced before? Is there a method to it, or are you just like trying to have fun? I've, I've for sure practiced. I, I try to put myself in those situations during the off season and practice the sidearm throws and no look throws and stuff like that. Not the behind the back, even though. I, I want do to still it in the do game. it. I'm scared to do it. Um, but uh, no. Every time he does it in practice, I just scream, "Do it in the game!" <laughs> I'm trying to see that shit. No, but uh, it's you just try to prepare yourself for those moments. You, I mean, uh, the the quarterback positions change so much, um, and, and like I said, everything's not perfect. I mean, these D linemen have gotten better and better, which I know you know. Um, oh and so, uh, and, and so it I used to be so easy. <laughs> fire zone over here. Fire zone over there. Uh, we got this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, T stun, T stun. Holy shit! Where the fuck that guy come from? <laughs> and then, I, and then in my baseball background, I got the like the sidearm stuff. But uh, I'll, I will say, when I'm doing some of the stuff, though, in the back of my head, all I think about is if this shit doesn't work, oh, Coach Reed's gonna get on my ass. Get right here, here. <laughs> just so I just, I just make sure if I do throw the no look pass or if I throw the sidearm pass that I make sure it's completed. Yeah, I threw. I've thrown a pick. I've thrown a pick before, unfortunately, and uh, I couldn't even look Coach Reed in the eyes. I just I hey, threw the pick. It was a beautiful immediately pick. Immediately, it was a the- tight spiral. <laughs> Should have never thrown it back across the field. I don't know what you were thinking, but it was a beautiful throw. The crazy part is he asked about it. I don't know if y'all, y'all told this story. I, I think, but he asked about it in install. He said, "What if? What if this guy is open?" And Coach Reed was like, "Do not throw him you the have, ball. Do not. There's, <laughs> not a There's not a progression in this, Travis." And then I looked at D. Rob. I was like, "Just run." 
Spags. It was, it, what's funny is, is it, it, was, it was against Spags. It was, it was against our <laughs> oh, defense. Right. It was and against I, the Giants. Long story short, I saw what they were in. I knew Tyreek was going to get gloved or not be open. And I was just like, you know what? D Brown might slide out of it. I, I, yeah, all it took was an instinctual, like, a few steps to the right. <laughs> just a peek, dude. Just a peek. And it was like, either I'm about to get tackled behind the line of scrimmage or this thing's going up. And. It was my only chance to throw the football I mean, in the National Football League. Hey. Did, I mean, no one noticed in the game the other day this dude pitched me the ball back. <laughs> I, dude, first off, I made a horrible read. The end crashed, and I still pitched it to him. I was just like, oh, here you go. And then like, he looked back at me. I made eye contact with him. He was just like, here. I was like, what am I going to do with it? I'm just stuck <laughs> with the ball now. <laughs> what you're going to do is you're going to try to make a play. I'm going to be behind you, and then you can then lateral it back to me. We're just going to make a whole thing. He's blacked this. out. He's blacked out. He's in the zone. He's not thinking. This is true. There's no thought process going on. This is true. It's like when who, – who'd you do that before? Was that LaShawn? Yeah. Dude. McCoy? Yeah. That Shady, play baby. was so filthy. That was – yeah. God, that might Backyard be one of my ball, favorite baby. plays. That was, that was electric, time, man. We that was it. electric. We had, like, we had like five turnovers that game, I think, leading up to that point. So it's like everybody on the sideline, hold on to the ball. Hold on. Five points of pressure on that thing. High and tight. Close the elbow. Chin that thing. You know what I mean? Like, let's take care of it this time. We've kicked ourselves in the face enough with these turnovers. And bad breath play breaks down. I'm First off, I, first off, I'm just like running to the right, and I'm just like off my back foot, just like ah! <laughs> Somebody find it, he, dude! Catch before his feet hit the ground. He already pitched it. I already knew where I was oh going with goodness. it. I felt Shady's eyes on me. I'm just like, oh yeah, Shady's always ready. <laughs> Hot potato. <laughs> He's gonna be dialed in on this. He's got me, but he don't got you. Well, as as a great player, right? I guess this is open up for all of us. Like. um is there any criticism about your game that either bothers you or you feel is legit? I'll go. I, I'll go first. Um, I have uh, always been criticized for my snapping, and to be honest, it's not very good. <laughs> I got a fast snap; it's off targets occasionally. Um, it's really remarkable as uh, someone who can't snap the ball that I played twelve years of center. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, how are we weighing this thing Snuck out? that one out. <laughs> we can deal with that. We can deal with that. Yeah, we, he, does we'll a lot of, he does a lot of other good shit. <laughs> that's awesome, man. For me, it's definitely blocking. It's not. That's no elephant. That's no secret, man. Everybody's harping on me about my blocking and things like that. And um, I've taken heart to that, man. I've been a guy that, you know, I try and make myself more of a blocker, more of a physical presence in the run game, uh, knowing how much I can have success in the, in receiving and things like that. But, um yeah, man, there's uh, there's some good defenders out there. I don't know yep. if you've seen, man, getting holding the block in the NFL isn't the isn't the easiest thing to do. Although George Kittle does make it look easy and fun, man. Um, yeah, and for me, it was more I think when I was coming out of college. But everybody thought of me as this like gunslinger that threw all these interceptions and all these all these uh, touchdowns. And we had to score a lot in college. Um, and I still, if you look at my college stats, I never really threw a lot of interceptions. But they were just like, in the NFL, though, they're going to be interceptions. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, he hasn't done it yet, but they're going to happen. Yeah. And it's going to happen. And so Trust I, us. I, I had the little, the little spot last year where I threw a couple of them. Um, but I, I've always valued taking care of the football. So uh, yeah. I try to get rid of that, that thing from my MO or whatever critique that people like to say uh, uh, of me. But in this game, if you're not towing that, that line, I feel like you're not, you're not playing aggressive enough. And so uh, well, that, yeah. there's times in games where I, I know, like, I get a little wound up. I like everybody else. I'll make a cool play where I, like, scramble around. Like in the Jags game, I scramble around, made a cool play, and then I try to do it again and throw an interception. And I'm just ah. like, 
I know. I, it's, it's me. Yeah. I, I, it's too too much. I, and so I just try to stay on that fine line, but not get too aggressive. Yeah, but you got to put you got to put the foot on the gas in this league. You can't play timid or you know you know try, wait for other people to win the game, especially as a quarterback, man. If you believe in yourself, you got to go out there and get that thing. Oh, you got to give you got to give guys chances. Um, that's big on me. Um, give guys chances to make plays. That's why I've never been. I've never been a big like completion percentage guy. Like that's never been like the my favorite stat to kind of keep high. You want to you want to obviously have a, a high completion percentage, right. but um, I feel like if you're not kind of pushing the limit and giving guys chances, and then another thing is throwing the ball away and not taking sacks. Uh, I feel like you're you're hurting your team, and so uh, I've never been a big completion percentage guy. I'm someone that likes to to push it, um, and I want it to be high, and I want it to be like having success. But I want to make sure that uh, our guys are having chances to go out there and make plays. Chances, love it. Chance to well, have a chance, baby. You're pretty good with the stats right now. You're leading the MVP uh, voting. Uh, do you? Yeah. What's your mindset going into a season? Like, obviously, a lot of not a lot of changes, but you're you're losing Tyreek, one of the biggest playmakers mm-hmm. on the Chiefs over the last few years. Um, Best receiver in the league, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, coming into the season, are you focused on MVP type, or are you just more on the success of the team? No, I mean, you you don't – I don't think anyone, I mean, focuses on the the MVP and stuff like that. I mean, you shouldn't be if you want to be a great team. Uh, I just focus on winning, um, and um, I knew – I mean, losing Tyreek is losing Tyreek. I mean, he's to me, he's the best receiver in the league. I mean, it's going to be – it's going to be big for anybody to lose a guy like that. But uh, even more than – I mean, we brought a lot of great players in. I think I just looked at Coach Reed and I was like, this dude has had success with whoever is on the field, quarterback, United receivers, tight ends, running backs. Yeah. And I'm like, so if I just listen to what he has to say, uh, we're going to have success. Um, and yeah. so um, I just – I did that, man. And I tried to took it on myself to kind of – I'll have a bigger responsibility in the offense. And you got to get through your reads better. you got to be better at getting it to the right guy and giving guys chances to make plays. Um, and we had a lot of guys that have stepped up, man. Um, and if you look at our team, it seems like every week it's a different receiver kind of having the big game. Um, it's been so fun to watch, it, man. It's, it's been cool, man. And I, I'm so happy for those guys, man, because – they kind of got a they got a bad rap coming into the season. I was looking at it, and I know Travis was looking at it. Like, man, these guys can ball. I don't know what everybody's know talking about. I don't know what y'all are so, talking about. And so, uh, just to see guys that are going out there and having success. Sky had the big game Sky this Moore, last baby. year, and I've seen that. I mean, this last game, and I've seen that talent all year long. Mm-hmm. Um, you see guys like Justin Watson, who Jy baby up top Jy baby. Dude, I, I, uh, who I saw in the, the OTAs, I think it's a story out there, and I called Brett Veach. I'm like, hey, how fast is this white guy we got out here, man? Because <laughs> he's over. He, he's out, I'm, I can't even throw it far this enough. Guy. This guy is out, outrunning me. This guy's um, and, and so down, uh, like, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I call him Forrest Gump. And he, the cat's out of the bag now. <laughs> you see, you see. Have you ever seen Forrest Gump? He has that per- just Watson has that perfect form. It's like a, it's like a machine. He's just like this the entire time. <laughs> who, who Todd Tom hangs out of run. That <laughs> shit was great. <laughs> but no, so I call him Forrest Gump. Even he's making Nailed plays that. for us. Um, it's, and pen, then, it's the Pengrad man, the, the old Ivy League baby. <laughs> Every single time he catches it, makes a big play. I just see him get up and say, "Mass equals four times of celebration. <laughs> it works every time." <laughs> no, he was then, born with club feet. He had to teach himself how to run it at a later stage. The, the worst is you got to see this guy how he throws a football. It's it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. The most yeah. robotic. Like arm, I, I want to see it in slow motion. Can't do it. I don't know how it comes out of his hand. It's never a spiral. I don't know how he even thinks. <laughs> you know, about you throwing. know, Coach Reed gives everybody a chance to have a throw in this offense. He's like testing the receivers, the tight ends, everybody yeah. out. And we were like, "Hey, Jay Watt, man, like, uh, you want to? Can you throw?" Like, he's like, "Nah, man, nah, nah, nah." <laughs> that ain't, that ain't and, my and, job. And we we're like, "Come on, just give us one." He was just. 
<laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> it was a shot put. How can you be so athletic and that's what you got yeah. then? And but uh, it's crazy, man. Jay Watts stepping up. It's awesome to see him do his thing, man. But yeah, we got everybody stepping up, man. G-G-M-B-S, and like, to, you name it, man. And, and, to, and to answer your question, man, you never think about that MVP stuff. If you do, you're in the wrong sport, man. You, all you think about is going out there and winning, uh, winning games, playing for your team. And at the end of the day, you want to win that Super Bowl. And if you if that's not your only goal, uh, then you then you aren't playing the right sport. Yeah, love it. What um, do you think you're still improving? What do you think? I mean, I think this is forever. Kind of a, yeah, I mean, I think you right? have, you have to be improving. I mean, I mean, everybody. Knows. The moment you're not getting better, everyone's catching you. Yeah, right? exactly. And um, I've got the best best improvement I've made is I've become patient, which I, I had to last year with all the coverages we were getting. Um, I've I learned how to throw it to the running back. It was hard for me. I would just I would, every time I'd look downfield and I'd just be like, if he just maybe if if he can just get an extra <laughs> that safety might come down a little bit. Um, but I learned how to throw it to the running back and get let those guys make stuff happen in space. And once I did that, it opened everything else back out uh, back up. And so I want to continue to improve, man. Um, I want to continue to get better. I want to make it easier. I want to be where Tom is, where it's like he knows what the play, what covers the defense is in by how the nickel is aligned and and everything like that. And and like you said, man, you know it, man. If you're not improving, uh, you're you're getting caught by somebody. And uh, there's a lot of great quarterbacks in this league, man. Y'all have one of them, and I'm trying to to just just take a quick step every time they take a step. I'm going to take another one and just try to keep it going. You're talking about patience, man. You're you're a – I always laugh at, like, uh, how – fast your mind is actually moving dude i feel like his mind works at like a fast forward speed compared to everybody else's and you can tell when he's tapped in like trying to play golf with this dude he tries to break the record for the fastest round every single he's the time, slowest golfer of all time. I gotta, dude i'm talking about he's hitting his third on hell cabrera no practice like, swings walk up to the ball dude, boom hit it just knows exactly what it is but you see him on the field and sometimes they shoot to him after a play and he's like kind of thinking and he goes, he's always doing this, right? Yeah. Uh, McAfee, yeah. Pat McAfee, shout out to Pat McAfee show. He made this kind of where I'm going with this. But he's like, he's like, give me the play. Give me the play. I need it faster. I need it right now. Give me it. Give me it. And he's always got his, his tongue right here. And he's just, th- he's not looking at shit, but he's thinking of everything. Situation. <laughs> what's going on? Play call. Formation. All this. And it's just, that boy is so tapped in. So tapped in. That is, you already know, whenever you see him just, <laughs> That's the old Silky P, man. That's what I got it Give from. That thing. Is that Pat, Silky P? Yeah, so I think my dad got it from Jordan. He got it okay. from Michael Jordan. Uh-huh. And then he did it. And like, as a kid, you, I mean, I'm watching my dad play professional baseball, so I'm trying to do everything he's doing. And <laughs> every pitcher he'd be. And then I started doing it as like a kid, as a habit. And now it just, it's every time. And I now Ster- Sterling's doing say, it now, I dude. And the, Sterling doing it. I catch Sterling doing it. And I'm like, it just runs in the family. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is actually good that we're talking about MJ because we wanted to touch on this too. Uh, so Trav has been compared to a lot of receivers. I get compared to pretty much any white fat dude with a beard. Um, <laughs> you've been <laughs> you've been compared to basketball players, goats. Um, which one of these comparisons blows your mind the most? Steph Curry, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, I feel like I don't even have that competitor that he had, man. After watching The Last Dance and man. seeing that, I feel like I, I, I try to, to be that, but it, it, that's one of a kind. I mean, to be that competitive and at Everything. all times, like – if I shook shook his hand, he'd be like, I can shake my hand tighter than yeah. you can shake your hand. I mean, that's just the type of guy he is, man. And 
I, I, my favorite, I mean, it's, you, I hate talking about myself. My favorite one is the Steph one because I feel like Steph brought a different style of basketball oh, to the game. the game. And I, I want to try to bring it to where it's, it's not – quarterback isn't – that's what I try to do is make it where everybody – you can be played in different ways. It's not the traditional style. Yeah. You can still do the traditional style, mm-hmm. but you can do it everywhere, every way. And, I mean, Jalen's doing it that way, man. He's, he's, he's evolved yeah. throwing the ball, but he can still run. He can he – can, make the quarterback runs, he can make the throws, he can do everything. And it doesn't have to be played this certain style that we're, we've become accustomed to. And so that's what I've tried to do in, in my position is how can I play the game in my way so that people behind me can have a chance to come out here and play the same way. All right now. No Trailblazing. Doubt. Where you're taking the game from. All three of you guys have changed the game. Um, speaking of goats, you grew up an Aaron fan, and you've already had big battles versus Tom. Just like NBA players – get together during the off season. Have you had a chance to work with any, either of these guys? I haven't worked with them on like football specific stuff. Um, I've gotten to, I've seen Aaron a lot with the state farm commercials and everything like that. Um, I've seen Tom a lot, just kind of in passing some golf stuff, um, some different things like that. I mean, I learn from as much as they'll give me, I, I'll, I'll take it in and learn from them. Um, but, uh, Dude, it's 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 cool to just take in any information from those guys, and I, I know I've talked about it, and the stories kind of came out there. But after we lost to Tom in the AFC Championship game, when he just came up, he grabbed me as I'm walking to the car. I'm obviously upset. He, he's supposed to be celebrating with his team, and he just said, "Hey, man, I just want to let you know you're doing it the right way." And just him saying that, that just validated everything that I did that year. It was just like, all right, all this time that I've been in the building and putting that work in. Um, the the goat is literally saying you're doing it the right way, That's um, awesome, and man. so that that little things like that those those little right there, those it's little pieces leader. of advice, man. That stuff that I take and I try to just just run with it, and uh, that's helped me become who I am. Nice, man. Sometimes all we need is just a little reassurance that we're yeah. doing shit the right way, man. You know what I mean? All it does is just fuel that confidence. Yeah, I mean, I feel like especially when it comes from a guy like that. You know what I mean? Like somebody that has been doing it right for so long. Like that's a good feeling. What do you credit to? I guess your like your ability to learn so quickly. You know, you come in your first year, you dominate the league. Uh, Trav has said you're a big film watcher. Um, are you? But is that, are you also like? A, do you have like a photographic memory? Like, how does this work? Are you to. a big note taker? I'm like, I'm a big note taker. I'm a big. I'm kind of all of it. I, I'm very superstitious. Yeah. So whatever I did my rookie year, I do exactly the same now. Like uh, I'm a baseball okay. player, superstitious. So I take a ton of notes. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm really good. Obviously, I watch the film and do that different type of stuff. But I'm really good. Once I see something, I'm pretty good at knowing knowing what it is when I see it again. Even if it's, I mean, like there's been blitzes I've seen that um, I hadn't seen since like my second or third year that I see like again this year, and I'm like, I yeah. know we haven't prepared for it this week, but I know we need to do this. To, yeah, up. and I call it my yeah. little like cabinet, my filing cabinet. I've seen so many different defenses now that I can kind of pull from there, and I, and I'll say like when I go to the sideline with Coach Andy Heck, I mean he's one a great offensive line coach that gives me a lot of tools in my toolbox, as they say. Not right now. And I'm yeah. like, hey, I, I did this because this is what we did versus this team a couple years ago. Um, and he's on the same page with me. He understands it. He gets it coached up to those guys in the offensive line. Um, and and it's it, that's kind of my biggest thing is I feel like once once I've seen something, I'm good at kind of recognizing it and seeing when I see it again. And so that's been that's been the biggest thing of what's helped me learn. And I remember my when I when I the blitz thing. How I was talking about the blitz uh, stuff a little earlier is I played yeah. the Patriots in New England my first year. 
and they were doing like this weird, like we call it like the 40 up front where they have like, they don't really have a true nose guard. They kind of have double splits. They have linebackers kind of playing D-line and some of that stuff. And I remember being back there like, I have no idea what to do <laughs> to get these five guys blocked. And I and, Damn ever, it, Bill. and and then ever since then, I mean, thanks Coach Belichick. Because ever since then, dude, <laughs> the, that's what I'm saying. The blitz protection plan isn't perfect, and I don't feel perfect going into the game with it. I don't feel prepared, and so that's like the main thing I do is I coach Andy Hag. We get together with him, Co- Coach Matei, Corey Matei, um, with the quarterbacks. We make sure that blitz plan, uh, blitz plan is perfect going into every game, and it's helped me learn a ton. Because once you know the the fronts and the the blitzes, you know the coverages, and so right. learning it that way is something that uh, that's helped my game go to a different and level. Then, and then you got to throw in the the Brad Childress man. Oh, it's Coach Chili, dude. You forgot Chili? about that, dude. Chili, oh, dude. baby. Chili got me my first year, man. Dude, he took me. <laughs> so Coach Chili was like an analyst, uh, like it's one like of the, like the yeah. passing game, analyst, yeah, yeah, passing game analyst coach and. I couldn't learn those protections my first year. I'm coming from the Big 12, dude. It's like drop eight every play. So I'm, right. I'm like, no, nah, sort both sides. Just sort them. We're good. That's it. And so uh, I get out here, and he's like, all right, I'm going to take you through the history of this thing, dude. And he's teaching me like 70 protection and 22 and 23, like man oh, dual protection, oh. the old school yeah. way. And he's like, this is yeah. what you do. And, and the best thing he ever said to me, though, he goes, and you know what the main rule is, the most important rule is when you're hot, Throw the hot. Throw the hot. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I was like, all right, well, I gotta know where my hot is. That's the, at the end of the day. That's the main thing. <laughs> and uh, it's evolved, obviously. I mean, everybody's evolved protection wise, but uh, you know, we yeah. we do a great job here, man. And I know y'all do too. And it's a uh, it, when you get those old linemen that are smart too, it makes your job a lot easier at the quarterback position. Yeah. For those of you that don't know what the hot is, it's when you know there's a blitz and you're not picked up. So you have to know where your hot route is, the route that is expected to get the ball if you're not picked up correctly. Yes. So it, yeah. at the end of the day, you could say, yeah, that guy's coming, this guy's coming, we're all protected. But then they get you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah they got me. You know, that's what they're, they're – they're, they get paid too to, you know, have a good blitz and have a good scheme. So if you just get got, you know, you just got to know where your hot is, man. Get that thing out so you we're not taking else. I, I'm, you I'm, can't block everybody. You got to know where your hot's at and you got to uh, be comfortable with where the point or – what the protection call is to be able to get it to the hot if it's there. Uh, but sometimes I like playing that game too. You know, it's like, ah, you know, I know that the hot's over there, but if we pick this up, Oh yeah. That's, we're going to be able to go no, down the field. Well, that's, that's, that's so. the thing, man. You see with the, when the team's blitz, man, if you, if you gash them a couple of times, they usually get out of the blitzing pretty quick. Whoa. So uh, that's, uh, yeah. that's uh, something that we try to take our uh, pride in is uh, let's pick up these blitzes and uh, throw some deep shots. Cause that's when they have one less guy in coverage. You know it. That's right. So you watch a lot of film on the defensive guys. You watch any other quarterbacks around the league to try and draw inspiration? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've always watched Aaron. Um, I've, I've watched yeah. a lot of Aaron because I felt like when I grew up, that was the kind of guy I could model my game after a little bit. I watched Stafford a lot with the sidearms and stuff like that. Yeah. I watched yep. Tom when I was in college a ton because I needed to get better from within the pocket. Um, and so that was a big for me because if you – like, Tom isn't the fastest guy, but as far as mobility inside the pocket, dude, it's it's one of the – it's one yeah. of the, I mean, obviously one of the best of He's all time. He's got great pocket presence, yeah. And so uh, I watched that. I and mean, then now it's – you watch some of these young guys, man. I mean, you watch Joe Burrow. You watch Justin Herbert. You watch Josh Allen. All these young guys. And we play a lot of similar opponents, obviously, in the AFC. So you watch them and see how they're kind of dissecting and going against some of these similar defenses. Um, and you take from that, man. And I, like like you, we said, if you're not learning and getting better, then you're getting you're stuck with you're stuck where you're at, and everybody's kind of chasing you. Um, and so um, for me, I have I have no 
I do not have too much pride to say that I'm watching all these guys that are younger than me that and uh, they're, they're the gifts that they have. I try to incorporate that into my game because um, if that's the way you get better in this league. Yeah, for sure. And like, do you? So do you find? So Travis is well known that he has a rivalry with Gronk. <laughs> we just talked about other young quarterbacks. Are, are there any young quarterbacks that you feel like it means a little bit more, like when you're playing against each other, or guys that like you? either out of respect or whatever competitiveness that, yeah, you want to win. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, we've kind of grown this rivalry with the Bills. So with Josh, I mean, obviously it's become a little bit of a rivalry. He's gotten me a couple times now. Um, and we've been lucky enough to beat them in the playoffs um, and stuff like that. But you know they're going to be there. Uh, I mean, just because of how talented he is and how talented that team is. Uh, Herbert, we play him every year now, twice a year, and every single game is like the last possession. Dude, and you know it's going to be a battle. One, man. And so that that one, and then obviously now, I mean, Joe Burrow, man, he's uh, he's beat me twice. I haven't beat him at all. So, I mean, he's one of the only guys that I think I haven't beat. Um, he came out, and he's he's come back both games and beat me. So, a uh, ton of respect to him and that team because they fight to the end, and they beat us in the AFC Championship game, man. All so, that'll, be a, that'll guys, be a big man. game for us when we come up and play them here in a couple weeks. It's an Ohio football guy, man. <sighs> you guys at home or away against them? We are away. We are on the – Back the, in the, the natty. Back in the natty on the, the the special turf they got out there. Yeah. Hopefully it's – I oh think it's gosh. new. I think it's new. Ter- I, oh. I, yeah. <laughs> we played on that in college and it was bad. <laughs> are you going to get some Skyline? You're going to get – you talk about – Whataburger. Are you a chili guy? Some Skyline a, chili. A, I'm not a chili guy. Yeah, I'm right Not, a, I'm right not right a chili guy. What's well, good? Yeah. Skyline is really more of like a meat sauce. Still doesn't sound better. I'm be honest with you. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I, honestly, I, I'm not even going as if it's like labeled as chili. If I look at it and it looks like that, I'm not eating it. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't been to Cincinnati, but from everything Travis told me, awesome place, ton of pride in their city, great fan yeah. base. Um, but uh, Grater's, Grater's ice cream is the only thing I'm snagging. If, if I'm snagging anything Cincinnati wise, um, if it's yeah. if it's I hate to say this, man, but if it's if it's coming out the same way. <laughs> It looks, if it looks the in, same way it, it does coming out. Yeah, I get where you're going with this. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll just get the noodles that it comes. With. Just give me the noodles. Just butter the noodles up, man. Get, I'll salt and pepper that noodles. shit. And keep it go. Keep it moving. Uh, Pat, I know we're uh, we're actually getting close on time, man. I want to talk about this uh, this next segment of uh, Mount Rushmores, man. I've I've mm-hmm. let it be known of my tight end Mount Rushmore. Um, Jason's talked about his and. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's your? Uh, we, we also had uh, Jalen chime in on what his quarterback Mount Rushmore would look like, but uh, what does that look like in the eyes of Pat Mahomes? Man, uh, put me on the spot here. Uh, no, uh, I mean obviously Tom. Tom's on there. Yeah. Joe Montana. Montana. Montana's oh. on there. He's on there. Four Super Bowls. Shout Gotta to, put him yeah, on there. Shout out to Joe and his sons, man. They're both those um, guys. Man. We owe you guys a beer pong game, man. Dude, oh, Travis, dude. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll finish. This. Let me finish my Mount Rushmore. We can okay. get to that story. Right. Uh, right. Then um, you got to throw Peyton. Peyton Manning would probably Peyton. be on there. The sheriff for me. Sheriff. Um, and then it's to me right now. It's probably between Dan Marino and John Elway. And I, I don't know who that fourth one is. I'm gonna give it to Elway just because he has the rings. But Marino, if you look at the stats, dude, his first season. 48 touchdowns in that era. Back in dude, what, best, 70s? Dude, best quarterback 80s? season has to, be, has to be in history. I don't care what anyone says, That's dude. That's crazy, man. That, that thing is one of the most special seasons. And then, like, every single time that 
I've been putting up and breaking these records. It's like Dan Marino had 170 <laughs> touchdowns in three years. I'm like, what? How, How are you? Catch that? I thought they ran the ball back then. Exactly. So I mean, uh, just because the rings, <laughs> but I mean, Dan Marino's. Is, I mean, just right there. If he's on the edge of it, if if not on there. Yeah. Ace Ventura. Right. Oh, and That's to finish detective. our story, man, we went to the Masters. Yeah. <laughs> Went to the Masters, dude, and I like we see Joe Montana, who's like a hero of everybody. And so uh, you go see him, you, of course. You see him, you're like, hey, like oh, he's he's with us. We're watching. He's golden. Yeah, he walks we're, in a we're room at some and he like random shines. random house type party <laughs> thing, random house party thing. And they have like Jason Aldean playing music. I mean, we're just having a good time drinking some beers, some cold course lights. And by the way, such a cool <laughs> dude too, like Great. Joe. One of the coolest Mountain guys. Blue? Yeah. Oh man, just Mountain Blue too. Yeah, always. <laughs> and then um, his sons are there, and we're we're going over to another little little house uh, extravaganza, house party, yeah. you know. And so uh, we we're like, his Joe's going home. We're like, we've been talking to his sons. You're like, y'all want to come on? Come on with us, yeah. man. Before let's just let's, let's kick go, it, man. Go kick it for let's a little bit. So we go over there, and of course, a beer pong table gets set up. And me and Travis <laughs> are notoriously known for being great beer pong partners. And so, like, I get over there, and Travis has been at the Masters all day. He's done a lot of walking for Travis. <laughs> um, and so, uh, I'm over here, like, battling with these kids, and Travis is bounce-shotting every single shot. He's like, Dude, look they're away. They're leaving the huh. board open, man. They're leaving huh. the board open. I love Their it. eyes are everywhere. I love it. 0 for 13. Nope. There's no pity. 0 for oh, 13. I didn't hey. hit a single one. Gotta, and then I hear. got to play aggressive, Pat. got to play aggressive. Take <laughs> shots on the field. And then I hear through the grapevine that these guys are bragging about how they beat us. And it's because this guy, Travis, won't lock in. Dude, you won't lock in. I won't lock in. Just take a jump <laughs> shot, man. I want to freaking bounce this thing in. Get two for one special. No, no. Did you Let me get that back? Pat, did you guys used to play like if you? So when you take a cup off, if you don't drink it right away, you're just ha- holding it in your hand. If you hit that cup in Death the cup? hand, it's game over. Yeah, right? Game over. Done, dude. I was. This is how you know we're brothers. I would just stand there and try and hit that cup, <laughs> even if they saw it coming. I'm like, I don't care that you know it's coming. I'm gonna slam dunk this into your cup. Now you know where I get my yeah. shit from, man. I actually think this tra- guy's been throwing it in my cup the entire freaking life, think dude. Just Travis, side doors. What, the worst part about it was Travis made the first bounce, mm. and after that, there it was just it felt every electric. time. No look, yeah, It's got to be by surprise. After the first one, it's you got to catch them off. Meanwhile, there's there's kind of the, the table's kind of wet, so they're just sliding. They're not even getting high enough to even have a chance. Yeah. The best, the best oh, one gosh. is that Pamela Anderson. Everyone's looking right. Every, <laughs> where? <It's>, <laughs> 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 Ooh, almost got him. He's got to keep coming with uh, <laughs> uh, right now. My uh, iPad went to the shits there. Yeah, nice. That's all I had for the uh, Mount Rushmore. Jason, you want to settle the score? Sure. Yeah. I thought they wanted to do quarterback plus receiver Mount Rushmore too. Oh, like man. Duo? I screwed that up. Yeah, yeah, I screwed that up. You want yeah. me to do the duo? The duo of the Mount Rushmore? Uh, whew. I, mean, I mean, Joe – I mean Joe Montana and uh, Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. You can't even say you can't say his name right. Let's Joe Montana. Waterboy. Hey, and Jerry Rice. Speaking of Henry Winkler, man, the the game. Yeah, talking about the green notebook. You talking about the notebook I have, man? I just hate him and I hate him and I hate him and I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, but yeah, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice. Dante Culpepper and Randy Moss. You don't take that over Tom and Randy Moss. I mean, both of them are close, dude. Damn. I mean, Tom and Randy. They had. I would say Tom and Randy. They put up uh, twenty touchdowns, right? They that was the year they went undefeated, dude, and it was like a million touchdowns. Dominant. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
who else is on that Mount Rushmore? I would say T- Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin. Ooh, another sneaky yeah. one. That's Cowboys fan growing up here. So, uh, Jason was. For sure. just I had the, I had their action there, figures. Right. I had their action <laughs> figures. <so. laughs> and then I don't I, the fourth one. I mean, there's so many great ones. I don't even want to even even close it because I want to just leave everybody else on the table. So those three are smart. probably the main ones. And that then smart. the fourth one is up for debate for everybody. That's fair, fair enough. That is fair. All right, enough. let's get to a little. We're going to settle the score on some things that we've had arguments on on the show. And since you're a quarterback, uh, it gives us a quick uh, way to answer these questions. Um, game day fit philosophy. Dress up or dress down? I already know the answer to this. I'm a, big, I'm a big dress up guy for away games. Away games, suit and tie. Uh, Peyton Manning, you know, suit and tie. I, I throw a little little bit of swag on there, oh, but yeah. suit and tie and everything like that. Home games, I'm usually a graphic tee and just jeans. Like, just an easy, Solid. comfortable look. Brittany tries to get me to go outside the box, kind of like what Travis is wearing, but I don't know if I have enough swag for that. So, <laughs> like, when Travis wears some stuff sometimes, I'm like, I don't know if I even like it, but it's got to be swaggy because Travis is wearing it. When, <laughs> when I wear it, it's just going to – I'm just going to get roasted, so why am I going to wear it? So oh, I try think, to just, think I try to just getting, keep it. You think I'm not getting smoked? <laughs> oh, man, that's the best stuff, man. Post a picture and just read the comments, man. You look like a clown, dog. Nah, I get it, man. I get it. That's why I, <laughs> I was going for a clown, actually. That's what I was going for. <laughs> Clowns are in. <laughs> better believe it. What uh, what position talks the most trash? Um, I would say... Uh, DB, DB, definitely. Just the whole whole group, man. It's just they always are saying something, yeah, you know. And so, I mean, you have to have some confidence to play that position. So, I'm the big guy where I run. Mm. I, I try to never take a hit, so I always go down. Mm-hmm. And they're like, man, if you'd have ran at me, uh, you know what I would have done. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're not trying to hit anybody, dude. You play DB. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but uh, I, I try to stay because you throw interception, you know they're they're going to the end zone. They're – they're taking the oh, picture, yeah. everything like that. So you try to stay away from giving them any chance to talk trash. You know, <laughs> you know, we were right there with you. D line, DB, that's the ultimate. But the only we thing about the about o- Travis, the only, oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, only thing about D line is I'm a big compliment guy. I'm yeah. a big throw the ball. They get close to me. Hey, great rush, dude. I ain't great rush. Yeah. I'm not trying to make these guys mad. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, why would I want them to hit me harder? Mm-hmm. I'm just hey, yeah. hey, great rush. Don't poke the bear. Yeah, exactly. Let them let them just <laughs> play their position. They're competing. They're our having dog, a great time. Our dog Trey good. Smith is poking the bear enough, <laughs> dude. Exactly, <laughs> bro. That that was crazy. That was awesome. Dude. Trey Smith, the, uh, highlight video against Tennessee. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Whoa. man. You know, man. He he heard the trash talk, and so Interstate. he like that all the time. Interstate sixty five. If they if you poke that bear, he's, he's one of those quiet guys that at the moment anything is said, he he's gonna go nuts. And oh, yeah. so uh, he's. It's, I love that. It's, it's it's great to have those guys on the team, man. And Bold. I don't have to be that yeah. guy. I just let them. I mean, Travis. I'm like grabbing him by his horse collar the whole time. Yeah. Like, hey. Bring it well, back in, man. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I was a, I was a, I was the kid at the amusement park that was on the leash. So that's me. You know, Mom did have to leash. Get little, get Travis. Yeah. True story, huh? Yeah, go on. Oh, for sure. Heel. Like our first. <laughs> Used to give me like a candy, like like caffeine rush or like a sugar rush, and I would just be everywhere, just like dragging my parents across the amusement park. I remember one of the first times we went, like. I wasn't on the leash. My mom was like, "All right, this is this is where if we ever anybody gets lost, we come right here." It we was meet. like one. It was like one like area. And all I heard in my mind yeah. was like, "I'm about to get lost <laughs> and just meet right back yeah. here at the end of the day." 
It Sounds like we one. know where we're going. We're coming right back here. <laughs> <laughs> see y'all later. Well, we talked about Travis a little bit earlier. Do you think Travis could play? Could have played quarterback in the NFL? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one, <laughs> No, I mean, I think he has the physical talent to play quarterback in the NFL, but he's like he says, there's those times where he kind of blacks out. It's no just, patience, man. He, he, no if patience. you've ever played Travis in ping pong, you know why he can't play quarterback. <laughs> Travis is a good ping pong player. But or beer pong. Or We're beer pong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's too he's too aggressive, man. And ping pong, I'm a big returner, and I'll just return it. I know he's going to try to spike it, and he's going to hit yeah. one out of eight. I, I mean, he's going to have it, but I'm going to I'm going to score seven <laughs> points those other those ones he missed. So I just he's too aggressive. Ah. Just let him just go out there and get his aggression out, trying to run dudes over. I get stuff. caught in the fun of the game, man. I get caught in the fun of the game. Can't have too much. Fun. I get caught flanking. You can't flank as a quarterback. You yeah. just cannot flank. The old Ali approach in ping pong. Just <laughs> let him punch himself out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can't um, help myself, man. I see that thing sitting in prime spot. And I'm just like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> Other than quarterback, what do you think is the hardest position to play in the field? Uh, DB. DB, 100%, yeah. man. Especially with the rules, how For they've sure. changed. Um, those guys are put in tough positions, man. And so they have to play defense. And they have to not know where the receiver's going, but they, they, there's a chance they get picked by someone else. Um, but they have to yeah. stay. They have to not put their hands on the guy, and they they have to hold their ground, but not to be hold their ground too much because they might get a pass interference. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and, and they have to have the quickest memory, man. If they make one mistake, it's like the next play they yeah. have to try to make something happen. So definitely, uh, right. that DB position is definitely a tough one. I think all three of us agree on that one. Yeah. Um, would you sign a baby? I will not. Would sign you a baby. let somebody sign? You, you won't Sterling. sign a baby. I will would you not, let somebody no, put no. Sharpie on? Sterling? No, that's what I'm saying. I will not. I'll sign a baby's clothes. I will the clothes. Yes, I will sign the clothes, but not, not the forehead. No, <laughs> not, no forehead. No Ricky Bobby forehead signing right. coming out of me. Um, I'm, I'm very hesitant to, to sign any anybody's actual body, but I, I did sign someone's. They had a champ stamp, and I signed their champ stamp, champ and they stamp. got it tatted on top of their champ stamp. No so, no, champ sh- stamp picture shout of me out to the kingdom, baby. right there. Yeah, Chiefs I'm, kingdom, baby. Okay. All right. Tattoos, <laughs> and there's an, your autograph is forever tattooed on this man's lower back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I do. The kingdom's that? real, baby. <laughs> the kingdom's real, man. That's what we do out here. We, we're all in. We're invested. We're invested, man. One last thing, man. We uh, we do this every single week, uh, and this is the New Heights Stamp of the Week, where we uh, we show praise to anybody taking their game to New Heights. My New Heights Stamp of the Week, I'm going to keep it close to home. I'm going to throw it to Sky Moore, baby. We hey. talked about it a little earlier. Um, someone that, uh, I mean, had some early struggles as far as dropped a punt. I mean, everyone does it. Yeah. You learn from your mistakes. You yeah. go out there. Um, obviously, we were down some receivers this week. He gets thrown into action, makes big catches that kind of change the tide of the game. Uh, wins uh, helps us get down there to win the game and on the two minute drive. Two minute drive. Um, and someone that I have so much belief in, man, so much, so much trust in, and I'm glad to see that he can make a plays on a big night like Sunday Night Football, man. So that's Sky that's Moore. mine. That's my new height stamp of the week. All right, now that's the, that's the second Chiefs wide receiver. Taking his game to new heights, man. We got Jay Watt, the first uh, the first game Jason had Justin Watson, man. Or both the Watsons. Yeah. Both <laughs> the, the Jay Watts on the, right. on the Chiefs had a huge game that first week. So, um, well, very nice, man. Shout out to Sky oh, Moore yeah. taking his, oh, yeah. uh, his game to new heights. Way to go, Sky. Well, I think I speak for uh, both Travis and I. This was awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming on, You're Pat. the best. I appreciate um, you, brother. 
I feel I like pre- we're going to need to do a sequel, kind of like that Andy Reid sequel you got coming up with State Farm. Uh, <laughs> maybe we can agree if uh, if we're both playing each other in the Super Bowl. Me, you, wow, Travis, Jalen, maybe. Uh, Let's do it, man. Let's do it, road. man. Let's talk it into existence, Let's talk baby. it into existence, man. We'll hopefully get you the Super Bowl it, rerun. And it shall be, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get Paul. <laughs> You're the best, brother. All I appreciate right. you yes, taking the time, man. Always, man. Appreciate y'all, man. This is awesome. Uh, love what y'all are doing. Let's keep this thing going, Let's baby. Let's keep it going, man. Thank you so much, Pat. Um, well, that about wraps up our very special uh, guest huddle edition of New Heights. Thank you for Pat for stopping by. We'll be back next Wednesday. Watch and subscribe on YouTube to the New Heights channel and listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, New Heights is a Jukes original presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment. Follow the show on all social media platforms at New Heights Show. We can't leave without thanking the production crew. Thank you guys for everything you guys are doing. You guys are the absolute best. And um, Patty, you're the closer, baby. Any last words? Uh, last words, man. Appreciate y'all. Uh, New Heights hooligans. Uh, appreciate y'all as well. <laughs> Shout out to the hooligans. It might be official now. It's, it has to be. Now. It might be official. Thank you. Yeah.